they had the ultimate weapon and the perfect plan. But Murphy stole their thunder. What is up, Internet? Hello, and welcome to the Movie Fort Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Munson, and I'm coming to you from a tree fort in the hills above Los Angeles. It's 1221 a.m. on Wednesday, July 31st, and I just chugged a uh, giant Mexican Coke, which is the absolute last thing you need at midnight on a school night. But uh, yeah, it was a warm summer evening, and I'm like, I'm gonna have a Coke. That'll that'll pick me right up. But I can feel my brain just shorting out right now. So uh, please just bear with me here. I'm gonna try to make this introduction as coherent as possible. And doing it right now in the wee hours of the morning, it's kind of my uh, way to try to be more motivated. I guess I could say. Um, usually I record these rambling intros a couple days after we tape an episode but I'm like hey we watched a movie tonight so I'm gonna do it all at once I got the gear set up we're ready to go so here I am trying to record an intro at midnight and I can feel the shakes coming on from this coke so let's get into it this episode we watch Blue Thunder Blue Thunder is a 1983 police conspiracy thriller starring Roy Scheider he plays a LAPD helicopter pilot. He's got some issues from Nam, which was kind of the case with movies in the early 80s. If you wanted to give your character some depth, you made him a veteran. And uh, so he and his co-pilot slash observer, played by Daniel Stern, they get the keys to the state-of-the-art, kick-ass, military-grade helicopter called Blue Thunder. And then that's when things get rolling. It's when they get this uh, kind of chopper from hell. And our guest for the episode, um, it's really cool. This was, I'm really stoked this came together because uh, months ago, uh, our guest and I somehow started talking. I think it was on Twitter or something. Like one of us mentioned Blue Thunder. And then we fell down this rabbit hole. Like, yeah, we go watch Blue Thunder. And then I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then I'm like, hey, I started a podcast. We should really watch Blue Thunder. And my buddy Aaron Vasquez was nice enough to uh, pedal his bike over today to uh, eat some pizza and watch Blue Thunder on a Tuesday uh, evening. And Aaron, this was like the perfect movie for him because uh, he's a Southern California native, grew up in the Burbs, just not too far from downtown LA, where most of Blue Thunder was set. So it was kind of this total flashback to, you know, just being a kid, you know, because it's LA skyline of the 80s and... You know, they filmed in all these locations that he knew just from growing up here. And, uh, yeah, he's just a really rad dude. I've known the guy for years and started out through the uh, cycling scene here in L.A., the bicycling scene, where dudes who just pedal our bicycles around. And uh, Aaron's one of these guys who, like, you could kind of drop him into any cycling scene and he'd instantly make it better. He's just super cool and just... It's hard to kind of put this into words. Like they sort of like fun vibe he brings anywhere you go because he's just like one of these dudes who just goes on these kick-ass adventures, um, these like epic bike rides, hiking in the mountains, like doing like real like adventurous stuff, not just like hey, we're gonna take an Instagram on the side of the road, make it look like we're out in the middle of nowhere. Like he goes out there, and uh, yeah, he's just a really funny guy. 
we get into just talking about like growing up in California because we kind of share a brain that way, even though we, I grew up in Nebraska, he grew up out here, but, uh, yeah, in the eighties with, you know, like everybody just sort of did the same stuff, no matter where they were. Kind of talk about that. Just kind of like how lucky he was growing up in California. Cause that's where every kid who wasn't in California in the eighties wanted to be, was wanted to get to California, you know, cause that's where all the cool stuff was. We talk about that. And, uh, now that he's grown up, he works in the entertainment world. And, uh, currently he's a TV editor. He's longtime editor on a tv show we talk about that and also how he got started in uh, his career doing uh special effects he made the transition from doing makeup and special effects <laughs> we talk about a really special effect he's he did uh when he was in that phase of his career to made the jump to being a tv editor and yeah it's a lot of fun we have some laughs watch blue thunder he thinks it's been like the first time he saw it since the 80s it's been at least 10 years for me so it was uh Really fun catching up, and uh, yeah, we watched Blue Thunder, ate a pizza, had some sodas, and I just had another one, and uh, not another one since my uh, Midnight Coke, but uh, yeah, that's it. Like, if I don't shut up now, I'm just going to spiral this on to who knows when, so uh, let's get into it. This is Blue Thunder with Aaron Vasquez here on the Movie Fort. Welcome, Aaron. How are you? Um, I'm good. Thanks Welcome for having me fort. over. Say, uh, uh, we got it here Tuesday night. Yeah, a nice Sun's summer. About to go down. Nice summer July night. You pedaled over from Alhambra. Alhambra, we'll yeah. Yep. It's uh, well, you said it took about a half hour. Yeah, I think it was about half hour. It's about six miles to come over Some here. Little hill, like little little hill. Oh yeah, I, I did. Uh, I looked it up last week because mm-hmm. uh, I was all set up for this last. Tuesday yeah, right, right. <laughs> I was worried well, you got hit miscommunication. By, like, got a flat tire or something, <laughs> yeah. right? Like that's right. I think I was uh, just sitting on the dining room table. I think I was sprawled out on my couch and when I'm you like, were wondering where uh, I was. I'm like, well, I said anytime after six thirty, and you said like seven seven thirty, and I'm like, it's eight forty five. I better check. That's right. Like, it was pretty late when you were like, wondering hey, where I was. It's uh, next Tuesday, and then I was like, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, I had it wrong in my calendar as well the wrong date well at least you had the right day the right day so, the wrong day yeah. but i did get yeah. a free pizza out of it so a bonus pizza <laughs> right. bonus yeah All to myself yeah um so we're here to watch sort of an underrated movie from say the golden age of helicopter films <laughs> yeah right um, the, of what is it three it, we're the golden age yeah well there was well this is blue thunder that we're watching yep and then if you go to tv there was airwolf right and then somewhat uh, Simon Simon had the pink helicopter. Oh, that's that's true. And then Magnum, Magnum of course. TC. But I was also thinking about Riptide, I think. Oh, that's the, Riptide. Riptide. Riptide had yeah, the big Those were the, the big pink one and the robot. <laughs> right. Right. Classic. So Classic. Um, Blue Th- how did we even get on to... Because this is something Blue Thunder's been in my Amazon queue just to watch for like yep. years. Yep. And then it was a few months ago... There was something Blue Thunder related online that we both kind of geeked out. Yeah, we both were chatting about something. I think you had posted something on Twitter, and then I mentioned that I had the toy. And then so we started geeking out about the movie (laughs) (laughs) and how I liked Blue Thunder, but my dad liked Airwolf. 
And there, t- was, but then there was a Blue Thunder TV show, which we could talk. I about don't too. remember that to it be was honest. Like half a season. Okay, well, that, we'll, that story checks out. Cast, <laughs> that story, which checks was out. like the big thing to do back in the seventies and eighties. Sure, right? sure. We're gonna do a hit movie. We're gonna turn it a TV show, but it's just gonna be people you don't care about. Well, they were losing all that all that big time money to Jan Michael Vincent on the <laughs> television, so they had to come back, I guess. Yeah. So, um, but we, for my money. Blue Thunder was better than Airwolf. When was the last time you see Blue Thunder? Because oh, I've been thinking about this well, like since last week. So okay, so uh, this remember. is 2019, and it came out in 1983. So I'd probably say 1983, 1984. Seriously? Yeah, I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. <laughs> I, I think I've seen it within the last 10 years. Like, okay, part of it. That's why I'm so stoked but to watch it. If you've never heard of Blue Thunder. It's Roy Scheider, the co- chief Brody from Jaws. Jaws, yeah. Plays a helicopter pilot for the LAPD. And just reading <laughs> right. the premise, it's kind of right. messed up in 2019. Yep. Because the entire premise is Roy Scheider stars as a police pilot who's battling government fanatics planning to misuse an experimental attack helicopter. In, in downtown Los Angeles. And Blue Thunder is a full-on basically like... It's like an Apache it, helicopter, yeah. but like the cop version. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a full-on tactical helicopter <laughs> for just cruising the L.A. River. Yeah, and it. I remember from the premise, it was all set up like Blue Thunder was going to be like the eyes in the sky for the 84 Los Angeles Olympics. Oh, I so don't I remember, remember that, that part, like but okay, that like makes sense. Like sure, just sure. got it in under the, the wire, the like times out, yeah, yeah. But then you're like... With like police departments getting like real military stuff now, right? It's like this no, might be it's a, a look in the future, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. No, it definitely feels like uh, the military militarization of the police uh, back in '83. Twenty-five years before that started happening, when yeah, police departments were buying MRAPs, right? Stuff <laughs> yeah, military auctions. But let's yep. get this started. What, right. what are your expectations with this? Because you saw it as a did you? see it in the theater as a kid or just like oh i'm video? sure i saw it in the theater i saw it many times on video <laughs> for sure i mean i've seen it more than once yeah you know I, I didn't just see it in the theater um i i'm excited to see i'm a sucker for uh any movie with uh los angeles locations and i just remember thinking like oh this is our town that's cool and then we're gonna have to get into this though because you are a southern california native yes so like born and raised when i was a kid and this is true for like every kid in the midwest they want to be like want to live in california you know like that kind of thing so once we get into this you're gonna have to give it you have to play tour guide a little bit oh yeah 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 no that the big thing i remember from this movie and i still think about it every single day is driving by the building where it all happens (laughs) yeah is that the one where they spy it's no, on, no, no. The the police building. Oh, okay. The, like the police. It's right across from Union Station. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I refer to it as the Blue, Blue Thunder, Thunder building, building. <laughs> and I have since 1983. Now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a building in Chicago known as the Adventures in Babysitting Building. Okay. Do you remember that when she, yeah, of course, the, the shoe with the original off. Thor, right? Yeah. <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio is Thor. The uh, first time I went to Chicago, that was the coolest thing. You're like, this is real. Yeah. All yeah. right, so uh, we're watching Blue Thunder on Amazon. You can rent it for like two ninety nine. You have forty eight hours to watch this, so like, All right. I might be watching this tomorrow. Too. <laughs> All right, I might be back tomorrow then. Okay, you can stay. <laughs> There's sleeping slumber now. party back here. Back there, I had. Uh, well, just like eighty three, it'll be a slumber party. Yeah, I'm sure I watched it many times <laughs> with dudes in GI Joe sleeping bags. The uh, I th- I had a GI Joe sleeping bag. Yeah, like that. one of those ones that were just like for sleepovers, but then. And we'll talk about camping, too, because Aaron 
is a very avid avid outdoors person oh i thought you were gonna say average and i would say yes that's in the scheme of things you're very i try to spend a lot of time outdoors yes but you this year you took a uh like a mountain there it is (laughs) yeah we uh is this the helicopter that that uh, is the building right there there's downtown la yep there's overlooking the 101 right there there's the la River. river yep Yep. Got some helmets. This yep. is the best stuff the here. The tactical gear. helmets. So, but you took like a uh, like a mountain. Like a I m- took the Sierra Club uh, WTC course in 20, uh, 2018. Okay. And then uh, now I'm a instructor with them. And in so 2019, you, I was an instructor. So what do you teach? What is it? We teach all sorts of, basically for anyone that is interested in doing any outdoor travel. So starting from. But this is like outdoor travel, like. Like hiking, backpacking, yeah. yep, yep, all that stuff. So you know, from for all all levels, uh, people that have never uh, done any outdoors stuff before come and learn how to like pick shoes, pick clothes, all that stuff. This is like because I saw like topographic maps. Yep, we learn map and compass. We learn <laughs> we learn map and compass. We learn like uh, wilderness first aid. Um, Did you practice tourniquets? That was always one. Uh, like, we talk about tourniquets, but we don't practice them. Because you we can't. Don't practice like, once them. you yeah. do them, it's like. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Roy Scheider's watch. I yep. remember his watch. Yeah. Like, that's like, a, that's a key, that key was, plot point. It ends up being. Was he testing to see if he just knew how long a minute was? I think so. I, I, I forget. There's, it comes up, I think, a couple times with that watch. So, but this is like peak Roy Scheider, though. And and uh, uh, remind me of that guy's name. Daniel Stern. Name. Daniel Stern. That's right. Yeah, oh. a young Daniel Stern. This is uh, a couple years after breaking. This might be his first big role after breaking away, because he was. Oh, uh, that's right. He wasn't breaking away. Yeah. Okay. So Aaron and I know each other originally from bikes. So yeah, the get LA into a cycling community. Nerdy uh, bike conversation. Yep. <laughs> we talking about uh, our gear inches compared to Blue Thunder's speed. I think. Yeah. But then there's we're not gonna get in spoiler territory. But there's a scene though with Daniel Stern that I remember when I watched as a kid really bummed me out, and I'm gonna see how it works. Yeah, I don't. Now. I I I know what uh, I remember that something happens to him, but I don't remember how it does. So I'm excited I, it's to the see how that. that really bummed me out. Okay, I'm um, I'm excited to see that. Well, maybe but that's the Roy wrong Schneider, word. Roy though, like this is because he had Jaws, Jaws two, Blue Thunder. Yeah, this was peak. Peak and then Roy. there was a movie. He also around this time uh, was on the Disney Channel a bunch, where he was an aging slugger on the Detroit Tigers. Oh, huh, I don't remember and that this one. Kid had some weird psychic connection to him, where if he was at the game and he concentrated really hard, Roy Scheider would hit a home run. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that sounds like a Disney movie. And the whole thing was the kid couldn't go to their playoff game or like the game they needed to win, and he broke out of school and got like. Got there just in time. Wow. Like, Look at this. A uh, building. Which I don't so even know what building that is. They're in Century it's, City now. Yep, yep. Recognize the Twin Towers yep. there. They might have gone by Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, they, <laughs> I think they crossover. did. What Wasn't one of those Nakatomi Plaza? Uh, it's off on the... It's like behind the uh, Twin Towers. But All right. It would have been at least under construction then, for sure. The The... The technology is so different too that like rear projection. Yeah, you could tell in that shot they were yeah just hanging out 
like right here. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty like ours. So with the outdoor, how are the people you teach on the outdoors? Are they people like generally interested or are they? Uh, well, they, so they're a little step ahead of like, all, Instagram people. Who, like, No, not necessarily. No. We take all kinds. So uh, myself and our mutual friend Steven took the class in 2018. Uh, I always forget the name, the years, because it seems like it's been a long it's time ago. Oh, look, before. Orange Julius on the street. Dang. That's an old, <laughs> old thing. Uh, so we, we had uh, quite a bit of knowledge uh, already going into it, uh, but we still learned a lot. Yeah, you know, which is why we enjoyed it. And then yeah. you have people that have never worn hiking shoes before. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it's really geared towards anyone. Um, it's pretty uh, inclusive and uh, welcoming to all all skill levels. Um, and even if you know a lot of stuff, uh, there's probably a bunch of stuff that you don't know. Oh, this is the valley. Famous circus yep, liquor. Yep, circus liquor. <laughs> well, you yep. see the clown yep. getting robbed by a cowboy. <laughs> circus liquor. A lot of movies done here. Clueless, of course. I like that they divide it up; makes it harder to get caught. Oh, there's got the, the clown. Shoes. <laughs> yep, just the shoes. They didn't. I guess they didn't pay for the whole clown. It's a little sign. It's like going to Randy's. Like <laughs> yeah. we'll just get half the donut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the so you took like a big test for it, though, right? Because like just from like mm. there was some. Did you do like some like backcountry exam or? Well, when when you take the class, what they encourage you to do is is to do two uh, backpacking trips. Okay. Post the class, so it's not really so much an exam as, as it is just you know you're you're putting all the stuff that we've taught you over. It's a ten week program, so you're putting all the all the things together. Yeah. And doing a a, a two to three day trip. That that's kind of what they uh, they encourage you to do, and then if you do that stuff, then we have a graduation in October. But nice, um, yeah, it's, that stuff is you know we encourage people to do it, um, but uh, it's not a requirement really. It's um, it's it's just a it's a lot of fun is what it is, and to be able to get out there and do what you uh, went through all this training to do, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that this part. They I love that the guy to was shoot, the, just. I'm gonna shoot down a helicopter with my 38. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then the cop who rolled up on him shot him in the arm. Yeah. <laughs> like just like, hey, it's pre uh, police brutality. I'm just gonna yeah, just gonna wing you. Yeah. But the uh, what's your favorite place to go to, like for like a long weekend uh, to get away? Cause like I love the Eastern Sierra, which a lot of people do. You know, it's a very popular area. But I will say that uh, I'm starting to enjoy more of Sequoia. I've only uh, started recently dabbling is... in there. It's on the western side, yeah, like through uh, like Visalia, uh, Three Rivers, uh, or Fresno area. Endor. Endor. Or no, uh, that's oh, the red you... for us. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, was... I don't Sequoias think it is. are different. Yeah, I... yeah, I think it is different. I haven't. It... This is super embarrassing, but I've uh, never gone to Yosemite or anything like that. Oh, this is weird. Well, almost twenty years. Well, it's everything. I, to be fair, Crest. to be fair, we only started going to Sequoia like two years ago. We would always go to Yosemite. Yeah, because I have family that lives near nearby Yosemite, so it was just convenient to go that way. And uh, so we just started going to Sequoia, and it's considerably closer, and it's just as just as beautiful you know awesome 
there's a lot of places here in LA that are or Southern California, but also here in LA, just like coming over to your place where <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you just you know, find you new can. places all like, the time. So over you don't have to go to Yosemite to town. find some cool, cool places. And that's that's kind of what you, cause you are used when you're working, mm-hmm. cause you, you work in the TV world. Yep. Uh, you edit a show. Yeah. <laughs> Television editor. Uh, so you ride from Alhambra, which is like basically like Pasadena. Yeah, like South the South, South, it's just next to, to South Pasadena. Uh, Paramount Studios. Yep. And yep. You middle make, of Hollywood. Like, what is that? Oh, like that 50, guy is a classic creepy 80s 15, villain. Uh, 20 miles? Uh, it's, about, it's about 13 miles. Okay. It's about 13 miles so, if I you, go a straight way. Every day you ride your bike to work and it's like a different sort of like, because you, you go through like, cut through like Legion Park where Dodger Sometimes, is. yep. Yep. If I do that, if I do that, it's, it's usually like a 15 to 20 mile ride with a lot of elevation change, which is nice. It's also nice because there's just less cars on these hilly roads that are out of the way. Yeah. Waze isn't going to send people. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Well, sometimes it sends Waze through like some of the areas like Mount Washington, I guess, but yeah, it's like uh, our streets, like kind of like a Waze proof. Yeah. Like you gotta know where it goes. it's not really a shortcut which is nice but sure then like, at least sure. once a week somebody who lives in the neighborhood will just fly up and down it and you're like waiting for the because a corner at the top of the hill is like a total blind turn okay so i'm still waiting for like the head-on crash yeah uh, just give it time it'll yeah. be here yeah it's a, it's a great way to see the city you know i mean it's a it's it can be a it's definitely dangerous sometimes but um it's a great way to see the city for sure. There you go. Helicopter police. Yep. Helicopter do. doing some little creeper uh, moves a, uh, here. This is the 80s, so it's okay to do this. This is a shut moment when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't look. Oh, sh- yep. stretch it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's what people did in the 80s. Naked yoga with uh, LAPD watching them through yeah, helicopters. Just imagine the auditions for this. Yeah, I can. Uh, that's I can. Not CGI'd right there. The legs going behind. That. Right, right, right. I can only imagine uh, what my nine-year-old head was doing at this uh, point in 1983. It, I had probably had just exploded right there. This is nuts. Like, yeah, I totally, like, that was I pretty remember nuts. This, I, don't I don't remember, remember how graphic this was, to be honest. <laughs> And this does nothing <laughs> to advance the plot of the movie. No, <laughs> no, anyway, no, no, no. That's this the is best just, part. It's like this is just explaining how no, creepy the cops Daniel are. Daniel Stern's really. gonna look at a lady naked. Yeah, this is just a house that we come up on every Tuesday when it's time for yoga. Yeah, I had uh, in this old apartment I lived in in Los Feliz. It was like a courtyard, and there were apartments in the middle, and a lady who lived on my floor would do housework naked sometimes. Okay, and it was really like. But it was the thing of like, you kind of catch a glimpse, yeah. But then you're like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna look. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's really, it was really, it was a weird like adult moment when it was uh. like, you know, like, oh, here's a lady vacuuming naked, but I'm not gonna look. I'm pulling my blinds extra tight, and <laughs> leaving the room. <laughs> so there's, no, you know, cause that just feels like, like a very grown up thing to do. Yeah, it was, there's no like, oh, <laughs> God, yep, this is still, still they're still going on. She's got to hear the helicopter. Well, the neighbors have heard the helicopters. There's a robbery happening right next door the to The neighbors are, are aware that the pervy LAPD is uh, up to shenanigans. Yeah, we actually, the apartment building I lived in where the lady vacuumed naked, 
the rooftop had like a patio area and like jacuzzi okay, and stuff. Yeah. And there was one time the uh, some bike messengers lived on the second floor. Uh-huh. And there was an after party for like an alley cat or something. And we were right in the flight path of Griffith Park. Oh. They'd fly over the valley. Yeah, yeah. And they actually stopped and did a lap and like checked, like, checked on us. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of cool, like getting yeah. out of the spotlight of a helicopter. But I like that wow. they just showed up with shotguns. Yep. That was some really uh, fake blood there, too, yeah. on, the, on the poor woman. It's leftover from Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got some capsules. Oh, she's still alive. I, I thought they had gotten her. So you grew up, though, in. Uh, was it Covina? Yeah, it like, Covina, out in the burbs. Like a suburb of L.A.? Yep, out in the burbs. Probably probably about uh, 15, 20 miles away from downtown L.A. So what was that like, like, growing up, you know, basically a few miles from where Blue Thunder was set? Yeah. Oh, shit, we're going to flashback to Nam. Yeah, this is Nam. flashbacks to Nam already. <laughs> yep. Which is a big thing. Like, well, Magnum P.I. had a lot of... Like oh, the early episodes it? of Magnum had a lot of flashbacks. Yeah, I remember watching a lot of Magnum, but I don't, I don't recall. Yeah, uh, he, that he'd stuff. do a lot of. Like, Those were all his Vietnam buddies, right? Yeah, TJ all and uh, war, like who's the other guy? TC. Oh, oh, TC. TC. And then and, uh, Higgins. Well, Higgins. Higgins was, the guy. was his. Uh, and then the uh, the blonde dude. Uh, who was the guy that always it. had like a cut off sleeve? Rick. 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 That's right. <laughs> Rick. Sorry, Rick. Yeah, he was like the he had managed like the the country like the beach club or whatever. Okay, but so you grew up though not far from where this was set. What, how'd that affect no, you? No, so so uh, yeah, so we driving into L.A. We would basically come into L.A. on the ten, as uh, we s- refer to it, like just like the Californians would let you know. Yeah, um, and we would the first thing we would do is we would see this building here where they're landing right now. This is the LAPD headquarters or one of their stations, I guess. And all the helicopters are right on the roof. So it was, it was pretty cool seeing, you know, what is essentially a movie set, but it's a real working place. Yeah. How often but growing up in LA, you know, that stuff is everywhere anyways, yeah, right? How- you see movie trucks everywhere. I mean, I remember as a kid, in Covina, a lot of things have been shot in Covina, which, of course, every l- small town can lay claim to. But um, I remember as a kid seeing uh, uh, Night Rider being Shut filmed. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no yeah, way. There was an episode shot in Covina, and Did I remember I saw Kit driving down Bedillo. Oh, I think God. it was Bedillo. No, like, like what was that with like? With the set. Like, well, oh I just gosh. remember being blown away. Like, why didn't you ever just? I'd have a T-shirt that says "I saw Night Rider <laughs> being filmed." As and a I'm kid. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if you go to Manny's El Loco on Azusa, and uh, drawing a blank on the street name, the other street name, but but it's the old location. It used to be a and W Root Beer Drive-In, and that's where it was filmed at. And so inside on the walls there, they have pictures of, of the oh, film of the day incredible. that they filmed there. And you can get a pretty decent burrito there as well. Awesome. <laughs> so did you get to see like Kit doing any like burnouts or anything? No, I just have very vague memories of, of it driving down the street, but you actually saw it driving. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah like it was either being towed or something, you know, yeah. cause uh, I hate to break it to you, but a lot of those cars are not actually real. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was always 
such an urban like legend because uh-huh. nobody fig- like we were kids uh-huh. it's sort of god Nightwriter's so good um <laughs> it became just accepted that the way david hasselhoff was able to talk to kit yeah was that there was i'm just gonna use an 80s term because this is what mm-hmm. we had a midget was in the back seat like under the back seat Oh, you mean operating the car? Not operating the car, just talking to to he's, the whole idea of that they'll just add in a voice later. Oh, oh, never occurred to us. Oh, got it. So got we're like, it. no, there's, there's. Oh, a, you thought someone there's, there's an a actual little person actor in there with a British accent who's like <laughs> under the seat and he's talking to him. That's how they did oh, it. Oh, you know, I hadn't even thought that much about it, but so, I could, but I no, could like, see we that. Really, like that was like a real serious thing was trying to figure out the logistics how, the how they did it yeah i think uh to be honest i think i was just so you know you just buy into it right yeah that it works i mean the whole idea that they're aren't weren't they uh i mean i haven't watched that show in a long time but weren't they like always driving across the country in a in a semi truck that he would just pull into he would do He'd that drive somehow. into the yeah, back of it the lab and yeah that was <laughs> right, the uh a roving guy, uh i don't remember the guy's name night? but the old guy, and then it's sort of like love interests that he never yeah, up with. Yeah, So another... But he'd always end up like in a small town. Yeah. Cause some trouble, and then... Sure, yeah. Oh, it was very much like uh, The Incredible Hulk, I guess, right? Yeah. Just going Same from small town to town. The other movie that uh, or, that you would recognize from downtown Covina, where I grew up, is uh, right on Main Street. Or it's it's uh, called Citrus, but it's our Main Street, is... Uh, um, Wayne's World, the Bohemian Rhapsody song. Oh no, that that that's, was filmed out there. Yeah, that wasn't really filmed in uh, Aurora, Illinois. Nope. Sorry, man. You're here in Hollywood, so most of it's <sighs> either filmed in a studio or in some <laughs> so some, some podunk summer. burb. <laughs> it, yep. So they're going. That one filmed. I did not see all. that filmed. I don't believe I saw that one filmed. Uh, but I remember going to the movies and watching it, of course. And then you just, like, just was like, wait, they're not like. Oh, here's oh, the clock. Watching. Okay, so he's counting down. That's right. He times how how fast he can get down to the garage. Oh, he's got a and fire he's got bird a Firebird. Yeah, I uh, just uh, I'm selling one of those on eBay right now, 1978. If you're interested. Are you what? You're <laughs> my mom gave me a whole bunch of my old Hot Wheels cars. Oh, a Hot Wheel. I, like, yeah. you're selling a real one. No, and I've I've some I've already sold. About uh, two hundred fifty dollars worth of hot wheels That's amazing. in the last month. So there it is. That Denny's is still there. I've got. Oh, a, look at the, where is hole. this? Look at this view. That's like uh, that's like Mount Washington, maybe. Yeah, or uh, Cal State LA is. Oh uh, yeah, LA. yeah, because he's um, he's up on a big view of downtown LA. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. So uh, when they were right. doing uh when you watch that Wayne's world and they're singing the song and they're basically, uh, you know, growing up here and, uh, being in the industry too, I, I, I'm always trying to figure out where that was shot. I'm always interested in like picking out the location and it's uh, definitely a bummer sometimes because it just takes you out of what you're watching. Right. It just totally kills it for you. So whenever I watch that, uh, Wayne's World thing. I'm like, 
this is all like within a half block. They're just going <laughs> one direction, they turn around, they go the other direction. They go the other direction, they turn around, go the other, you know. And you never know. You Yeah, you never know that if they're they're not like driving through a town. They're yeah. literally like just going a block and turning around and going, <laughs> going the other, the other way. way. Yeah, drives me nuts. <laughs> so my mom is a big like movie junkie mm-hmm. and loves it that at the end of our street is the grocery store from A Star is Born. Oh, There's really? Super a there. Oh, uh, yeah. Division okay. in uh, Cyprus. Okay. She's like, I've been to that grocery store. Lady Gaga's been. <laughs> so I, don't know, I remember so the funny. night they were filming there, I went to just run down and get a six pack of beer. And I'm like, they're shooting a movie here and there's nothing there because it was just them oh. in the movie, like whatever. And I'm like, this is dumb. And then see the trailer and you're like, oh, I yeah. guess they were filming at Super A. Yeah. I remember uh, one time coming to work and and uh, driving through um, over over there by Dodger Stadium. What's that area called? Mo- uh, Montecito Heights? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, across, across the river. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, may- maybe. Anyways, I went up and over a hill, and I've only seen, I think, one Fast and the Furious, maybe two. Oh, is this the Tokyo Drift one? No, no, okay. you just, like, uh, heading from Sunset, you go up and over a hill, and you're heading towards the 101, but you get dropped down into this like weird five points intersection, yeah. and it's this old um, general store or like a supermarket kind of thing, okay. like is a little convenience store. And I was like, oh, I've seen that place before. I had oh, no idea where, this is where uh, it is. Uh, Dom's sister made sandwich. Is it yeah, I think okay. so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's on the. Uh, it's over by Eightfold Coffee. Yeah, that's on the south I don't side know what of that, Dodger Stadium. Yeah, I forget that what the name of that um, hill is that or it's that the area. Uh, historic like Victorian. Yes, district. exactly. But when uh, Tokyo Drip was filming, they did a bunch of that in Griffith Park. Oh, okay. And so they had yeah. like the big like climactic uh, scene up the mountain. Okay. They filmed like some of it up Garbage Hill. Yeah. And so they had all the cars there with 24 hour security. Oh, wow. So there was like basically each car had its own security guard. Wow. You just ride by like, hey, what's That is up? a funny thing is like if you watch almost any car commercial – and you the, see them driving, the and it's like they're either at the blacktop or they're going up Garbage Hill. Yeah, or and the it, what is it, the Sixth Street, the the bridge. Oh yeah, downtown. yeah, yeah, in downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, various. What's that? There's a street. There's a street in downtown LA where it's like two levels oh, by the Gr- museum. It's Gr- Grand Street. Okay, and they yeah. usually go the wrong way. Yeah, too. When yeah, they do that, it when, looks really cool. I mean, oh, and the tunnel, of course, Second yeah. Street Tunnel, of course, the yeah, Runner Tunnel. Is that what that is? Yeah, it was what you Blade call Rick. it? Okay. Things and everything. Fun but fact, I've never seen Blade Runner. I've seen most... I've seen it like twice, but okay. I, I, I'm really bad that way. Yeah. There's a, whole, like, uh, there's a whole bunch of movies, classics, that I feel like I should see, but I haven't no, seen. Uh, like I, I get that like when I saw The Godfather. It was yeah. The first time was special screening at the Arclight, and my buddy who uh, I went with... I just was sort of not in agreement yeah. <laughs> when we walk in and do it. And then I'm like, oh, this all <laughs> makes sense now. <laughs> and how recent was that? Uh, like five, six years ago. And I still oh, haven't yeah, seen that's Godfather pretty recent. Uh, oh. But I did remember trying to watch Godfather 3 on oh, yeah. cable as a kid. That one like, you can sucks. skip, I think. One and I two is really like all Johnny you need. Dangerously or something. <laughs> it's a mob <laughs> movie. Yeah, one and two is probably all you need on that one. That one that's a. Uh, you know, since I work at Paramount, um, have you seen the Kid Stays in the Picture documentary about Robert seen, Evans? Some, yeah. You should watch that. That's really cool. And uh, it, that's a, one of the cool things about working at Paramount is all uh, the his, like? history there. Like, I've been there a few times for stuff, and it's 
It's like the movie set that you would see almost like like at the end of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, even though that one was Warner Brothers. But yeah. like you go there and there's like stuff happening. Sometimes, so yeah, pretty... it, it's it's uh yeah, there's definitely times like that. Um, more than more than often, you don't see anything. It's just you just see a bunch of working schlubs. Yeah, but, walking back and forth from their offices the and stuff. <laughs> but occasionally you do see, and that's pretty cool. Like uh, over the sh- summer, they were doing something, and there were so there were all these people made up, like walking to lunch and walking yeah. to the the commissary and stuff. So yeah, it's it's pretty neat. I I definitely think it's a cool place to work. It's almost like its own little like magic land. Like oh, got the totally, big gate and totally, yeah, just- yeah. It's, it's steeped in history there is originally rko and uh lucy and desi arnez owned it um whoa who's that guy he looks familiar was he a newscaster in la or something might be a real one i don't know oh yeah that guy looks classic 80s guy oh yeah that's true maybe i just remember him uh yeah it's 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 neat it's you know it's a historical place and it's it's definitely a place where you walk past buildings every single day and you know, I've worked there for 12 years now, and uh, I definitely walk past historical buildings that I'm unaware of. Yeah. Just because I take for granted that, you know, so you don't I'll care. check it out tomorrow yeah. or something, uh, be, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's kind of weird, like, f- to be sitting out at a – because uh, they offer tours there as well, just yeah, like Universal does. Yeah, and that's kind of the uh, different tour than Universal – because I know, like – paramount you actually see real stuff oh yeah yeah, like, yeah. no Universal it's a work like, it's a working lot you're not you're, just you're on not a tram and right you see, like, i mean you do you do they the do drive you around on golf carts but yeah they're depending on who's filming and stuff you might be able to walk into an actual working set um you know not live obviously yeah. but but uh sets that are up so yeah recently they um i think the last two seasons of veep they shot there which was pretty cool i was i'm a big fan of that show That's the, i got the pretty ending. I guess last year was yeah, hilarious. This is good, yeah. I got pretty uh pretty excited when I saw a couple of uh of the actors at the coffee bean there. You know, I try not to uh get too excited because yeah. they're just there working too, but sometimes you see some pretty interesting people there. Yeah, and plus you're kind of like since it's self-contained, there's no like TMZ's not there. Right. Like, yeah. Know, we are. There. Yeah. Pretty much everybody that's in there is uh, aside from the, the people that are there for the tours are yeah. there professionally working or, you know, have a job to do. Um, but yeah, you see, yeah, I mean, you constantly see people walking around, which is kind of neat. I, I remember it, one time I got pretty excited cause I was in, in line for food behind Andre Brower. That was pretty awesome. Who's that? Andre Brower is from homicide life on the street and, He's now, I mean, people probably know him more now for, um, is it Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think? Okay. And, and what's that, Andy Sandberg guy? Yeah, Terry Crews. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, met Patton Oswalt there one time. It was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, there's always people walking around. You know, they're just there working. That's, that's what's funny. It's just is a factory the, uh, is really, it's, it's, that's it's, how I look at it. <laughs> I, I well, feel like, uh, you know, I uh, I didn't set out to be in the biz here, but this that's what this town is, right? It's, yeah. How did you become an editor then? Um, I just fell into it. Like, totally fell into it. I had no idea what post was, and they're like, "Do you do you want to just chop something together?" Or? No. So so, did so you, uh, did well, you I'll tell you the like evolution. Digital. Uh, right on the cusp of that. Okay. Right on the cusp of that. So originally, 
when I graduated high school, my first job was, uh, I guess already was kind of related to the biz. I was making Halloween masks for a company. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we like, <laughs> like were these like real ones? Like, like yeah, they ones? were like high end Halloween masks that, so it was a side company for a special makeup effects company. Okay. So they were making the special makeup effects company was the money maker and they were working on big films. So at the time I think they were doing army of darkness. Um, they had just done, I think um, one of the Adams family okay. movies making props and miniatures and makeup effects, et cetera. And on the side, their kind of side hustle was they decided, well, we've got these amazing artists and sculptors. Let's yeah. make some kick-ass Halloween masks yes. and charge a premium for them. Yeah. And they had worked out a deal because they had done the makeup effects for Dark Man. Okay. To so my friend Chet uh, Zard <laughs> sculpted that. So so we had like two Dark Man masks one yeah. was like the low rent one, low low cost one, and one was the high cost one for collectors and stuff. And so I basically learned how to like make molds, cast latex, then um, airbrush and paint and and. So these are like real. Like how much? Yeah. Was the expen- Do you remember how much the expensive Darkman mask was? I feel like the expensive one was probably in the eighty to hundred dollar range, which would be like two hundred dollars back then. Yeah, because like, this would have been ninety three, ninety two, ninety ninety two is when I started there, straight out of high school. So then that company, I we did two seasons, two Halloween seasons essentially, and um, and then I got absorbed into the main company, and we shut down the effects, co- the make uh, Halloween mask company. And so then I started working my way up through that company and we did all sorts of things. We worked, we did, when I was there, we worked on The Rock. There's something about Mary. <laughs> what did you um, do on, did you do Magda's makeup? So. Please tell me you designed her boobs. <laughs> no, but my friend Chet sculpted that. Okay. And so, uh, remember the, you got to, um, the, the jizz on the ear. Yeah. The load no, on the ear. Okay, so somewhere in their archives, there's a photo of me testing, modeling the, modeling jizz. the jizz on the ear. Because they, they had to figure out how to make it, how to cast it. And silic- I think it was made out of silicone, maybe, or something it, it, like that. Because uh, it had some, like, that well, was the if first. If I remember, what they did is they hung up, it was so simple, they hung a piece of thread from the edge of a table yeah. and just dripped it down it. like, oh. And then it just set up. And then they took that off and attached it to an <laughs> earlobe. <laughs> so low tech. So you, because uh, I like <laughs> that, like something about Mary is like the f- first time like jizz, to my knowledge, has yeah. been in a movie. Like yeah, that. yeah. And it's he goes to the bathroom, cleans the pipes. And yeah, then he's got to clean the, the hotel pipes. Room door. Yeah, Chris Elliott tells him he's got to flog the dolphin. <laughs> Which I, <laughs> doesn't make how, sense to me why you. That's such a weird term. How long but, did, oh, Blue Thunder's here. Yeah, Finally, now like we're half an hour Blue into Thunder. the movie. We're gonna, this we're is gonna a real do helicopter with, with a mock, uh, a mock town that we're gonna destroy. destroy here. Yeah, we gotta get back to the jizz. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How long did it take to make the jizz? Like, was that like, and how how is that like brought up like at the work like when you're getting your work for the day or whatever like okay we need you to make some gist <laughs> yeah well you know we since we were a makeup effects company we built a whole bunch of things for that movie right so we did for example we did like magda's boobs the fish hook gag where he he gets hooked. oh yeah 
oh the franken beans we built the franken beans like a whole like mock franken beans like the there's a close up where you can see it like his 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 beans fr- yeah. pinched in the zipper we built that whole thing wow. um that's really good work multiple versions of the dog okay there's a a dog that got like uh attached he got like electrocuted if i remember correctly like to jump start him and there's a dog that got like shot off of a, a like a rocket launcher cannon thing yeah, to come through the door. Through. Yeah, right. I mean, it's multiple versions of it, but and then there was a dog. We ma- we built one that was fully in a cast, like a fake one. Yeah, and then we built one a cast that we could put over the real dog. So oh, I think there's it, a scene it, the, where it's the, like you li- yeah, lipping. it was a close up. It's like licking. Just, that it, yeah, you saw that's the dog a real dog. Alive. So it was just very briefly, of course. Um, so did you have to do any like prototyping on uh, Ben Stiller's unit to make sure? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, dude. <we> no, <laughs> no, it's all just approximated, I suppose. So anyways, we must have had, uh, you know, just a list of like, these are the elements that we're we're going to build for this movie. And one of those is uh, the jizz on Ben Stiller's ear. Were you, did you know anything about the movie beforehand? Or are you just like, um, we just need jizz? It'll be yeah. hanging from in here. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I was the I was a coordinator. I did office stuff, um, so I don't remember all of those uh, specific like creative conversations. I would say I just remember like going back there and saying, "Hey, here, let's put this on your ear and see how it how it looks." I'm like, <laughs> yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> that was such like like that's one of those movies. Like I saw that. <laughs> During because it came out in '98, I had a summer internship. Okay, yeah, in Colorado, and uh, I worked for. Uh, I was an intern at Velo News, the cycling. Magazine. Oh yeah, okay. It's like the co- and I had covered some bicycle race like in Denver. Their offices were in uh, Boulder. Okay, and that was there was a big like AMC Megaplex like, right off the interstate. I'm like, I'm gonna pull in and see a movie, and I saw. I think I saw like four or five movies that day because <laughs> I just kept going from movie to movie because. No assigned seats, but like yeah. something about Mary. Yeah, <laughs> it's like just from the beginning. So I I just remembered a a, fun, a cool thing that we did for that movie that never aired or never made the cut. So, uh, you remember in that movie Jeffrey Tambor is living in this like gross hotel room. Yeah, and there's like a dog that like poops and stuff, right? And it smells whatever. Well, part of the there was a plot or, or a part of the script the original script was that he had a snake as well this oh huge really snake like a python or like yeah a yeah so this famous guy jules sylvester i think was his name he's been on like all the tonight or you know talk shows oh, like whatever. The guy shows up with the parrot yeah he's like, the guy that shows up like in the khakis and whatever yeah. he came out to our to our uh, building which was in irwindale at the time and brought a live snake a huge oh. fucking snake right sorry no no, uh, can no you can this, this is uh this is not pg all right good uh, we, so we just spent 10 minutes talking about jizz <laughs> that's true good point i think we could have a swear fair, word fair point fair point so he brought this real snake out in this huge cooler and uh, i'm terrified of snakes so i like didn't want to be anywhere near it and he pulled it out and we photographed it and documented it because and they took if i remember right i think they took a small mold of the side of the snake so that they could make uh Uh, because they have because we sculpted a real snake and so the idea of the snake was that there was going to be a joke was that in the end when they go they all go to timbre's room and timbre i don't remember if they couldn't if they didn't if it was timbre or if it was the dog but we sculpt so we sculpted a huge life-size snake 
with this huge bulge in its brain oh, like he had eaten, eaten the dog i think oh. is what it was and so we had it like cable actuated so it like moved around and stuff oh but God. it didn't make the the movie i can see that bumming but it was like it was creepy because it was completely realistic <laughs> life-size did you when it came to making the mold of the live snake uh-huh who took the bullet on that one of like uh, one, so, like, yeah, we probably had a couple of sculptures, sculptors on it. I don't, I don't recall because they had to sculpt this whole thing and then mold it, yeah. make a mold out of it, and then cat. It was cast out of foam, and then they had you know they ran cabling through it and actuated wow. it and stuff. So we did a bunch of stuff like that. Um, I worked on um, Batman and Robin. Okay, um, with the that was the one with the nipples, the, the creepy Joel Schumacher one. Yeah, yep. yep. So we did. Uh, we did a bunch theater. of the. Yeah, I remember I bummed the kid out at the place because it was. I don't remember why we went to go see it, but we knew it was gonna be bad. Yeah, and yeah. I walked into the movie theater, and I told the kid selling tickets, "I'm like, kick me in the nuts with a ticket to Batman and Robin." <laughs> and then I noticed he's wearing a Batman T-shirt. I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, dude." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that like. Yeah, we we built. We built a bunch of the background like Frozen characters. That was Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Yep. And uh, what else did we do? We built some handcuffs. These some ice handcuffs at the beginning of the movie. And um, oh, Poison Ivy's bed. We built okay. that. We built some of the Bane stuff, like when he pushes a button on his chest and all this stuff goes into his head. Yeah, we built the Bane that. Bane is so stupid. Yeah, like, yeah. You're <laughs> welcome. You're welcome. Sorry. That's but one no, of the man. few movies I I actually was a SAG. I was only as a SAG actor in... Oh, you were uh, in it? Yeah, yeah. What did you, you do in the... Well, I operated the cables for uh, for uh, Poison Ivy's bed. No way! Yeah, so when you see Poison Ivy's bed, it opens up and reveals her. Sure, yeah. There's a whole team of knuckleheads behind a fake wall pulling on levers, and I'm one of those no way. guys pulling the You're levers. No like, People like running Jabba the Hut, but, yeah, like, but this totally. time it's like Uma Thurman. Yeah, so like <laughs> each leaf had like, I think each leaf had like three operators so that they could all be bent in a wow. weird way so they would curl, right? Yeah. So was that, so how involved was uh, Uma Thurman with the whole pro? Like, I'm sure she just showed up like at the when you're ready to go. Probably or? at the end. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall. Yeah, I think uh, we were on set for like a week or two. I think that was that was at Warner Brothers. We shot that, I believe. But that's pr- that that's a pretty cool thing to be a part of. You yeah. Know? So you got credit as an actor. No, I didn't oh, get. No, I, I don't think I got credit on that. Well, not credit, but like I might have were... gotten the puppeteer thing okay. on it. Um, I'm. I don't think my name was in the credits for it though. But like, but, but more importantly, I got SAG credit for it. Yeah. So I got like, SAG residuals sort of puppet- for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How if about... I remember correctly, it's you get. It, you qualify as an actor if the what you're doing is seen and by the camera. That is crazy. Something like that. So, so I'm a, you're I got like sag re- behind the bed. Yeah, but I'm you know we were essentially bringing that thing to life, right? Wow. So we, I got to do it for that. I got to do it for we built a baby for Mad About You in the final season. So I I operated. <laughs> I operated a fake baby, baby for Mad About You. You're like, hey, Helen Hunt, we got to yeah. get this baby. That was a sweet job, actually. Was it? Yeah. Like, just- because we were tied to like what the ba- real baby's schedules were, oh, and they're really okay. short. Yeah. 
So they had, I think, I think for that show they had two or three sets of twins, you know, Just that they could kind of change out, and then and then the fake baby was there as a backup. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we were we were just there as a backup. So I, I don't even recall us doing much work, but, but we would get paid for a full day to go there oh, and be perfect. on set, you know, and then getting, you know, a SAG, a SAG, uh, for contribution for it. What was yeah. it like getting the residuals for the, the Batman though? Were you just like sweet checks? I think, I think in? a Batman at the beginning, it was pretty nice, but you know, we were so far down the totem pole, of course, that yeah. it's not that much. I still get residuals for it to this day. Oh, I still get hilarious. them for, I get them for, there are only three things I get it for. So, uh, uh, mad about you, Batman and Robin. And then this really bad kids movie called born to be wild, which is like, it came out around the same, you know, how movies always, there Just seems to be two. Yeah. Yeah. So we did, we're doing this movie called born to be wild where we had, we're making these totally realistic gorillas yeah, silverbacks and a whole gorilla family, and we went to um, we went to Hawaii to film it, oh, and we nice. were actually filmed it in the in the same area where they did Jur- they had Jurassic done Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah, and at the same time, the competing movie was Congo. Okay, remember that movie? Yeah, where, like these crazy, um, what the like the they were like apes or primates that had like lasers or something like that. I'm trying to remember it. Like it was like the, a real more like sci-fi movie, I think. Yeah. So yeah, so we were the two movies were in production at the same time. Uh, but what ours were like, you know, realistic and stuff. I remember one of the guys that was the actor. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he was famous for being the guy who was the gorilla in the uh, um, suitcase commercials in like the 70s, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I once got on bumped at a comedy show for the guy who played the grapes in a fruit of the commercial. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's still like I thought of that not too long ago. Is it like, like American Tourist or, or what's, I don't remember, what's what's but there's I like a f- like famous the, like the gorilla is like rough on the luggage. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I forget oh. what it, they were called, but that guy was one of them. Oh, but when you did the rock, did you do like the VX gas poisonings? Then? Yeah, that was awesome. one of the things we did. My name is in that movie. I awesome. think that's the one where my <laughs> name is actually made it to the credits. Yeah. So we did the poisoning. I think it's at the beginning maybe yeah. where his face bubbles up. It's the, cause they're stealing the gas and one, yeah, guy one guy gets Sorry, trapped buddy. in there. Yeah. Can't right. So we did that. And then we built a fake. I remember the actor's name. I, th- I th- his name was Danny Nucci. Okay. So he, there's a point where like they're in a, a sewer, maybe something like that. Yeah. He sticks his head up. Oh, and he, he gets, gets shot just, in the head. Yeah. So we built an entire like from the torso up fake with pneumatic thing. So it's his head that pops up. And yeah, he's the uh, the young guy in the squad. Yeah, like the young. And everybody's been gunned down. I think. Okay. I think they had the standoff with Michael Bean. Okay. At that point, because they had those little. The one crazy guy made this the sensors that nobody knew that were yeah. there. Like I've seen The Rock way too many times. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I've seen it maybe once. I think I got to go to some screening, not like the premiere, of course, but um, I think that was one one movie that I was like, oh, we get to actually go to a cast and crew screening or something. And that may have been the last or the second time or the second to last. Oh, there was this thing. Catch you later. <laughs> That's that thing I was telling you. Little His catch little catchphrase. Phrase. Malcolm like the, McDowell. I like that he's got a Corvette. 
catch you later. Doing a slalom, oh, <laughs> which makes no he's sense. He's got one, yeah. He's got to watch it come all the way down, the cone. But The Rock's like the perfect dumb movie. That was like the pinnacle of like stupid oh, 90s. Griffith Park, Riverside. Action movies. As we found. ride our bikes around there all the time. So maybe they're yeah, going to the zoo. Yeah, it wasn't uh, the, uh, that was Sean Connery, right? Was Sean Connery in The Rock? Yeah, he that was one of his – he was the uh, SIS agent who was locked up in Alcatraz and escaped. Oh, that's right. He's the guy who knew how to – Get, get back, back in, in and get yeah. it back out or something like that. Yeah. See, that's how long ago. Look at the Disneyland parking pass on that. 1980 oh, on that car. It's a little souvenir. Yeah. Oh, they're travel oh, town. Oh, yeah. They're going to travel town. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure when we were on um, the set of Batman and Robin, Sean Connery walked through. Oh, nice. And I, I remember thinking like, all right, that this is it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I've seen James Bond. Yeah. That's still the same train. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Took my little uh, nephew there last year, and it was funny. The kid's like, we're just doing the same thing again because you do two laps around the park. <laughs> yeah. Who Who is that, that actor from? Is He's like a character actor or the, the guy he's talking to. Or was he in um? Oh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's got that. He's like a classic 80s character I think he might have been killed by Clint Eastwood at one point. Okay. Dirty Harry movie, baby. Oh, man. Oh, dang. We got some cholos just having a little street fight. (laughs) Just a fun fun little hazing going on there at Travel Town. I don't remember them having... I must have got rid of the jet. I saw a jet in the background. Yeah, I don't remember that either. They moved that down to the Science Center. So when you were a kid, Mm -hmm. like you were you into BMX? Yeah, for when you sure. First got into biking. Oh, for sure. So, but you kind of had the, like the on any. You were out where like on any Sunday was filmed a little bit. Like that was still. Uh, I west, think I think like, that's. I think on any Sunday was uh, more in the valley, wasn't it? I, the San Fernando Valley, maybe. Maybe I remember like some of it goes. Yeah, it could like, be. Yeah, we. I mean, we were definitely into you know the time frame that I was riding bikes was like the eighties freestyle that. Yeah. I, I remember I had a dyno freestyle. You have a gyro? Yeah, I'm sure I had a gy- gyro and a pots mod on it. Yeah, what about mag wheels? Oh, yeah, I, ha- I had the, uh, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank on the that. name, Peregrine mag wheels, yeah. the ones that look like they're kind of like in motion. Yeah. Yep, yep. I've been searching Instagram for some reason um, lately, Hoping to find one for sale. Actually. Oh, don't do it! It's a, it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> I know. I uh, I've been watching all sorts of '80s freestyle videos. <laughs> this is probably at least ten years ago now uh-huh. that I got the same BMX bike I had as a kid. Oh, off cool! Of eBay. Yeah, uh, 1985 Stu Thompson Huffy. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is in small town Nebraska. Like Huffies were like sure, sure. You know the pinnacle of yeah. cool. You know, it was yeah. Like, advertise in the back of marvel comics but um so i got the bike like 10 years ago yep but that was after looking for one on ebay for like at least three years yep and one popped up just in absolutely mint condition like it was just never ridden what so. one of uh my one of our uh, co one of my one of our editors he uh he's got a bunch of old bikes from the 80s and his are more um just like uh bmx bikes you okay. know 
like the race bikes? Not the freestyle bikes, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's got a few of them, and he restores them and stuff, and it sounds They're like so a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. Oh, but, God. but, man, I, I got to say, every time I look at, like, a, a GT performer or yeah. anything like that, I'm just like, oh, that's so cool. So Definitely, and, like, peak 80s style, my, though. Yeah, the my suit time was white, but it had pinstripe pads. Yeah. Yeah, uh, came with donuts, which is a big. Oh yeah, like yeah, donuts, the donuts on, the on the handlebar, yeah, and a clear chain guard, which I thought was bad okay. Ass. Yeah, and then when I got it, the only thing I needed was new tires, just because the gum walls were uh, worn out. Yeah, just rotted out. Yep, got the same, similar tires. Wife's like, "Why the hell did you buy this?" I'm like, "I'm gonna <laughs> sleep better at night, donuts <laughs> in the garage." Yeah, and she's like, "This is yeah. a juvenile delinquent bike." Yep, and I. I literally rode it to 7-Eleven once, and that was it. I remember I had a bike before I had my dyno or anything with a front brake, and I was learning how to do freestyle. I didn't know how to do it right. Would you run so into a curb? I would just run into a curb, curb with no front brake until I broke the frame. <sighs> I didn't you know, realize what the damage I was yeah. doing until. But the good side out of that was that I broke the frame, so I got a new bike after that. Oh, that's, that's a good <laughs> <laughs> but you know the next bike had like the full-on pots mod and all that stuff I, I that was older cousin that stuff. who told me the way to hop a curb was uh-huh. just to run into it as fast as you could yep that's i ate shit so hard oh as yeah like that was like there's yeah. like real blood coming out of the face yeah. <laughs> so daniel stern's got that hat jaffo yeah j-a-f-o just another fucking observer yeah classic there's the... dana carvey plays the daniel stern role in the airwolf tv show oh in the blue thunder tv or, show not airwolf but blue dana thunder, carvey was free saturday night live dana carvey Whoa. somehow in blue thunder wow and then i forget who the uh guy who plays roy scheider okay is and then ooh, got videotape and then they uh yeah there we Bubba go smith and uh who's the other football player um Linebacker for the uh, Chicago Bears. You got there. me, man. Uh, God dang it. Uh, I don't know football. Refrigerator uh, Perry? Wasn't no, no, he, he the was Bears? Lot, he was 85 Bears offensive oh, okay. line. But this was a uh, white dude, played linebacker, Polish name. And it's just, he was like the meanest got dude. Me. But they were like the cool like guys who worked on the helicopter. Oh, they were the mechanics? Yeah, but Bubba huh. Smith was the uh, big guy in Police Academy movies. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course. Um, Gosh, yeah, Bubba the Smith's guy? the guy that rips the seat front seat out of the, the Honda car. Accord yeah. or Honda Civic. Yeah, <laughs> drives from the back. I think he also lifts a car up on its side at yeah, one point, right? A big police academy. Yeah. He's got to show off his strength. Oh, that's yeah. And then the, the police academy mad. is definitely like I remember watching that and being blown away by Bobcat Zed. Yeah, police academy. The old it was zoo. a third one, I think. Right. Uh. Second or th- no, he was the villain in the second. It was the second one. Okay, third one he became a cop. Oh, is the third one Citizens on Patrol? Yeah, that's with a young David Spade too. I think uh, as I a think skateboarder. Right. Yeah, he's like a skate punk. Yeah, they like they somehow managed to go skating fast towards a car and catch like ten foot air with no <laughs> ramp. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get into skateboarding? Oh too? yeah, with, I was uh, more into skateboarding. Yeah. What was it that got you in a skate? Just living in California? Yeah, I guess so. Do everything that people in their, like kids in Nebraska like just wanted. <laughs> like yeah. just like your schools <laughs> all had like, like outdoor cafeterias. Your lockers were outside. Lockers were outside. For they sure. were. Oh yeah. It's like, oh wow. That's oh yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
No, the whole idea of like having all those lockers indoors that you see in television shows seems totally foreign. Does to it? Me. No, because it's like exotic, high, high like, school was all everything is outdoors. All the lockers crazy. were outdoors. Like, yeah, yeah, like under a covered walkway, but yeah, outdoors. So what was and your, we ate lunch outside, like just of course, picnic every day. Yeah, like, on no, the grass I mean, in the sun. Seventy degrees. You're <laughs> yeah, doesn't the whole world do that? No. That's how. That's how it is. What was your uh, first skateboard? Oh man. Um, well, I had. I think I had skateboards. I had skateboards and bikes around the same time. So, I definitely had like a real thin ones in the, like the late, you know, mid mid to late seventies. Yeah, probably. From you know, like those fiberglass one ones, yeah. Thing like the Jan yeah. and Dean, like yeah, like where you stand in the middle and they flex and stuff yeah. with the really high like tail, and uh, and then I was definitely like big into skating all through the the eighties. So all all those you know the fat, the really wide decks, yeah, um, like the. Uh, Christian Hosoi one, like yeah, the, I don't like think I don't think I ever had a Hosoi, but I had like some GNS decks. The, my favorite one was a Neil Blender. I wish I had that one still. That one was cool because his artwork, it was like the heads of uh, Easter Island. Okay, Ra- Rapa Nui, I think, is what that island is called. And they were, it the deck was so cool. You lay it on the side, and all the heads were in yellow, facing one direction. But if you flipped it the other way, they're on black facing the other direction. Oh, you know, nice. it was one of those. The artwork worked both ways, and I remember at the time it was some weird like, um, you know, like wood wasn't good enough, so we're gonna sandwich it with some other composite material, yeah. and it didn't work, of course. So you know, it went went away. But that was like '80s technology at the time. Yeah, I had a uh, Nash. Yeah, I had I Nash for sure. Store. It was Nash Veriflex, all those uh, dragons on it, and it had yep. all the stupid hardware. Yep, and yep. that thing was just like yep. That was like a two the, by four. The truck coping and the and nobody really the nose guards, all that the stuff. Nose bumper, yeah. Was, skid though, what were they like? Little tail skid I think plates, we had like forty pounds. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was, Funny, they were, so, are we have more boobs? Yeah, yeah. Yep. We're using Blue Thunder to <laughs> to really show the boobs. So if you were into like skateboarding at the time or or eighties uh, freestyle at the time, yeah, then you remember like all the the cool skate parks of well, the time as well. We didn't have skate parks in Nebraska. There was, there was no such like, well. I mean, if you were like reading the magazines yeah, and stuff, like, you would have seen it for sure, yeah. right? So we had one out here that was famous um, and was in all the magazines. It was called The Pipeline. Okay. And oh, I've heard it. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, so I thought I had it here somewhere on my phone. I know I have it somewhere on my phone, but I just don't see it right now. But I got to go to that but as a kid. But that's the one. The Pipeline was like really long, right? So they had, they had like a chips film there. They had a... They had the snake on one side, which yeah. was like a long like culvert, basically. And then they had the actual they had an actual pipeline or actual pipe, and then it ended into this huge bowl. Oh, so they wow. would do like competitions there all the time. And then they had the two double bowls um, that they did competitions in all the time as well. So my mom actually just found my my card from it's got to be from like 85 86 something like that 
And it's just like laminated a picture of just so that was, young, dumb kid. That's where you just go like. Yeah, you would like pay a membership yeah. and just go in there and sign your life away. You know, I'm sure in, an in insurance. Yeah. So one of. Were, were helmets one, even mandatory back oh, then? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We all had helmets, helmets. Uh, knee and elbow pads. Knee and elbow pads. And, you know, like I remember one year we went there for a friend's birthday and this one other local neighborhood kid went and he wasn't like much of a skater yet. I think he was just getting into it. And we showed up late for whatever reason. And by the time we got there, he had already crashed and broke his arm. And And we're like, well, whatever. We just got here. We're going to skate for a couple of hours. (laughs) What are we going to do? Go to the hospital? Oh, here it is. I found it. Just be in pain, man. So look at this. This is is growing up in the 80s. This is my (laughs) the pipeline membership card. That is awesome. With like a... I don't know. I must have been nine. So eight how or often nine. would you get to go there? Oh, was that like an not every... soup. Not very often. No, maybe I probably went there. A, See, like this is like, a handful like, of times. May, like I'm like, like if you watch if I, any if full of pizza right now, I'd be like fuming <laughs> on the inside. <laughs> just like weird rage. That, that's like one it's thing unfair. that that I definitely took for granted being in L.A. Yeah, and when I look back at it now as an old man. I think like whoa! I got to do that cool thing won, in Hollywood. Like, the location lottery. Yeah, know, like, where you grew up. Yeah, Cause I Nebra- guess so. Like, when Nebraska, when we were kids, like there were literally. I'm trying to think what the name, uh, what the name of it was, but there was a water park in okay. Omaha. Uh huh. It's right, you know, it's a big city in Nebraska. Yeah, and they probably had either four or six water slides. It was right off the interstate. And those were the only water slides in the entire state. Yeah. And so when we'd go to Wisconsin every summer, either on the way there or on the way back, depending on how the timing worked. Yeah. We get to go. stop off there. And you're sure. just like, we did water slides. Yeah. Like, I I remember sometime the in the biggest, 80s, like, they built Raging Waters. Yeah. And uh, right by, like, that was that's right water, by that's us. Waterloop. Or Waterloo in uh, Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. They, they filmed that. There. Yeah, I'm sure. Well... So I remember going to that park before it was Raging Waters. Okay. They had like this huge swimming pool there. And then they tore it or closed it down, repurposed it. That I think that that big park that we used to swim in, it was like this huge pool, became their wave-type pool, okay. you know, where it just the swells go up and down. And then they built all this other stuff. So that was a thing that we just took for granted that, you know, yeah. they built this so thing in Sandy. Sh- it was in San, San Dimas. Dimas. So it's probably about 15 minutes from where we grew yeah, up. I'm just going to build this. I remember the first yeah. time went. And came. we just assumed that, I don't know, when you're growing up as a kid, you just assume that everybody, everybody has that. This. No, when uh, in Kansas City, that was like the, you know, it's like from where I grew up, it was like a five, six hour drive. Yeah. Uh, they had Worlds of Fun, which is the amusement park. Okay. This legendary roller coaster called the Orient Express. Which okay. Turns out it'd be like the kitty ride at Magic oh, Mountain. Sure, sure. But as you're a kid, you know, you're like the Orient Express. Yeah. And they had a water park called Oceans of Fun. Okay. And you would get to go, do, like, you basically have the ultimate day of going to both in the same day. Yeah. But the wave pool, I remember going there with my brother and we're convinced, like, you to pay like an extra dollar to get like a raft or something stupid, but yeah. like, we're gonna learn to surf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're just like wait. Yeah, you're just gonna like throw up the popsicle you have. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess I guess Disneyland is part of that too, right? I mean, you know, people travel from yeah. across the like U.S. Disney, to go like, to Disneyland, and it's like it was like thirty minutes down the freeway for did us. Did you ever get the annual pass? Or I never did. Um, 
we um we would probably go like we could probably only afford to go like once a year i mean maybe twice a year it's expensive it's expensive even back then it was expensive i'm sure um yeah you but it's it's kind of strange that you know if you grow i don't know to me like growing up here it's it's just los angeles it doesn't have much uh intrigue yeah but as i'm as i got i've gotten older then you realize like oh that's why people travel here so often there's stuff <laughs> to, going there's on. all sorts of stuff here <laughs> it's easy to to well it i mean i take it all for granted because you just it's just always here, here yeah. yeah and and it's like i don't have to go there today i'll go there tomorrow and then time passes well, you never got, really care like, about just it living here with kind of coming to grips with every day is a nice day yeah that sure. there's no you don't have to get out when it's 70 and it's perfect out. Sure. It's going to be like, it'll be that way out. tomorrow. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It is kind of a strange, I mean, like the weather is tip. I don't really like the hot weather in the summertime. Yeah. But you know, you suffer through it for a couple of weeks and then you get the whole rest of the year and it's totally fine. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Like you know, like I have friends, day. friends, cyclist friends back East, right. That like, you know, we're riding in short sleeves and yeah. maybe a vest year round. Yeah. And complaining about it for sure. Cause it's too chilly. Yeah. yeah. Whereas other people are like, you know, have to wear thermals and all sorts of other stuff to be able to ride their but bikes gone, and stuff. Uh, fat biking up in like Minnesota. Yeah. I went once? to, uh, um, uh, what is that area? Um, Grand Marais. That's like Duluth. Yeah. Like North of Duluth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's like where, if you went heading towards the boundary waters like 60 miles that's like where all my family's okay yeah so when i was up there yeah i went up there in march one year and uh but it was kind of strange like i went up there you know obviously looking to bike in the snow yeah and when i got there i guess i brought the weather with me (laughs) so we had like beautiful sunny days we were there for like this weird little window in between two blizzards. But apparently, there, was there still snow on the ground? Oh yeah, it was still okay. covered in snow. But because the sun was out, like once you're doing sl- something, you got warm. Like yeah. we were in just t-shirts and stuff, you know. And then once you'd stop, obviously you'd get cold. cold but yeah, um, you know, we were pushing our bikes up like snowmobile trails and getting up to uh, to some mountains. And um, once you're up on the mountains, it's cold, but. Uh, yeah, it was kind of shocking. I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. But of course, of course yeah. you know, it's like, well, yeah, you're here for three days. This isn't what it's like <laughs> for winter. No, my mom. You're going to go back to L.A. and just May. think it's like this all year round, yeah, and it's no, not. She was still shoveling snow in May. Yeah. But yeah. then what's crazy, though, and it's kind of good for their town, is like the fat biking, which is uh, basically think of a mountain bike with giant tires that yeah. you can ride over snow and yep. sand and everything else they basically just have a lot of flotation the town they're in now just because of the fat bikes they're getting so many more people yeah it's bringing it's boosting the the economy a bit the frozen lake Uh, on lake superior sure yeah we rode on frozen lakes while we were out there and it blew me away (laughs) i mean i was i was pretty scared about it to be honest yeah because we have to be that thick right but 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 where we were riding we we rode out on a lake and turn around and came back you know we went out quite a ways but 
I remember there was a section where they had it coned off because something had broken through the ice. Yeah. And it wasn't too far from where we were. <laughs> so I just kept thinking like, well, if it broke over there, well, how, what's keeping it from breaking right here? You yeah. know, let's just get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see any ice fisher people, ice fishermen? Oh, we saw some, yeah. We, what I noticed a, too was a lot of people towing the the like the shelters yeah. or whatever they're called, yeah. Which because what are, there's a name for them, right? I just call them like huts. Huts, okay. But yeah. The where my mom's at, right on the lake. There, it's basically like in the winter time. There's just a full on trailer park built out in the middle. Oh yeah. Of the because people pay tons of money for yep their little. It's basically like your little airstreams, but with a little hole so you can. Yeah, that was a, that was an interesting water, thing coming from LA. As we saw a lot of why well, I noticed a lot of trailers towing snowmobiles. And those and those fishing huts yeah. going up to up north where we were because we were we were down in Minneapolis St Paul area and then we drove up. Yeah, up. that's a drive and a half. Like it was a long I drive, fly, but when I fly in there, you land in Minneapolis and then drive up. And it's like yeah, five hours. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, but you know, it was all new to me, so it felt like it was a short two hour drive. Yeah, I remember we got some smoked fish up there. It was pretty awesome. There's a legendary uh, pie place called Betty's Pies. Okay. It's right on, it's probably like 20 miles north of Duluth, but yeah. it's this giant, basically it's a restaurant, it looks like it's a giant house, but it's this line 60 people deep yeah. for pies. We must have passed that area. Cause, probably did. Because we were just driving we like that road that curves the edge of Lake Superior, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and we go, went all the way to, uh, we were stopped just short of Grand Marais, I think. Okay. Because you can get up to Canada that way. Yeah. Which is yeah, one of a guy that I work with, he goes up there every year. He he was when he was in college, I think he worked there near Tofty Peak area, Grand Marais area, and um, as in as the uh, working with the Boundary Waters canoes. Yeah, you know. Um, so he still goes there every summer. Like at the end of the summer, when the students are his summer interns are going back to college. He'll go there and volunteer like a week's worth of time. Yeah. That's and just cool. hangs out there. That's on my list of things to do someday is to go. canoe it's up re- to boundary really waters. Cool. Like I've never, that sounds been, really cool, but wanted to go when I was up there this year, it just didn't work. Cause from where, where they're at, it's like, you basically would have to go camp out somewhere. Yeah. And bring anything with me. But like, and then do it in the morning. Cause they really don't have a way where you can be like, I just want to go on a little three hour tour. Right. So what I end up yeah. doing is a couple of times I've just rented a kayak at the outdoor store slash coffee shop. Sure, just sure. Get away from my mom for a couple hours, you know, like. But then it's a pretty cool really area up there. It's beautiful up there. Awesome biking too. Yeah, up especially there's so many like forest roads that you can connect mm-hmm. where you can do like a sixty mile loop and not see a single person. Yeah, I think over on the other side there. The uh, well, you know, on the Grand Marais side, I think they have a a fat bike race in the winter time, and I'm sure they do races in the summer as well up there. That's a pretty area. I, I went there, I think, in 2013 uh, or 20, 2012 or 2013, and I've been hoping to go back ever since. It's been a long time. This plot so, is thickening. Yeah, Thunder. yeah. What are, what they got it? caught. They got caught doing their. Uh, this is the thing. Spy mission. Get yeah, the their spy mission. But they also were in the mode where, which doesn't make any sense to me, where a helicopter can make no noise. Yeah, the stealth mode. Yeah, that that never made sense mode. to me at all. 
It's like why wouldn't, like, you why wouldn't they? As a feature? Yeah, why wouldn't they be that way all the time? Especially if they're the police, right? <laughs> we got a regular creepies. Yeah. The um, thing that's been kind of tripping me out on this is oh oh is this the, this is, is are we getting yeah. close to uh, yeah. Daniel Stern's? Not, yeah, this is gonna be bad. Um, spoiler alert! But they've been tooling around Blue Thunder for half the movie. We haven't seen it do anything other than blow up the cardboard town. Yeah, yeah, and. Like I've always, oh wow, they didn't even waste. Oh, any I time. remember they had guys in there. I remember, there. yeah. This really bums me. Out. Like, poor guy, just got his groceries. It's a little Letterman jacket, but um, if if this was made today, guaranteed they'd take out a car chase. Oh, sure. Like that'd be the perfect tool sure. for Blue Thunder. Sure. <laughs> Get some people like barreling. Well, down. don't they? <laughs> I I thought there was a chase, but uh, maybe it's a helicopter chase. Oh no! There's, I'm remembering. there's a big showdown. Okay. Like, oh, that's right. See, that's we right. We'll see Blue Thunder like in its it, action. Yeah, in, yeah. All its glory, but it'd be like if the LAPD had one of these things, though, they'd be like, they take stuff out all the time. They'd oh, the for sure. For sure. Well, I don't remember. These guys are are somehow tied to the feds, right? Because they yeah. were there for that with that government contract thing. Oh, they're like yeah. breaking his fingers or something there. They might be. Poor Daniel Stern. Tape over his face. Just pinch his nose. Yeah. So when you got older, would you ever like take the train into LA or anything? Or, you, or how'd you, would you ever like sneak? No, we would, dri- we would drive in, I think, occasionally. But, um, you know, we, we started going to like, different punk shows and stuff so we would drive out we went to the used to go out to the country club in Reseda um oh, wow. used to be a bunch of uh punk shows out there and that place is famous you've seen it in Boogie Nights okay was that, that the place that's the place in Boogie Nights yeah, okay. now it's a church of course fittingly <laughs> and uh the Palomino yeah um of course that's was a famous a place um would they have punk shows there yeah yep because that's like a real like yeah. Honky tonk. Like. Yeah, yeah. It's a famous uh, country western bar. Country like, western bar. Yeah, I don't think it's open anymore though. It's been closed for a while, right? Open it for and this is gonna be the dumbest thing, but they have it open a few times a year for like special events. Yeah, and some episodes of Chips were filmed there. Okay. Uh, okay. Later on in the series, and they had something from a chips group I'm in <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> they were like, this is your chance to the Palomino club. And Oh yeah. Where, uh, John Baker tried launching his, uh, country career. Oh. Um, but yeah, anyway, like chip chips. And it was also to in, see uh, them, Hooper. see them, uh, Shut the up. building of the two ten all the time. You, you would see, no, no, I didn't see it, oh, but okay. I'm just saying if you watch, if you yeah. watch chips that they're building the two ten freeway, Yeah, that's I think. where they filmed it. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning was, uh, Oh, yeah, here's, oh, this is the end. Yeah, I'm trying to think if he gets. Oh, oh, oh man. shoot. Okay, I misremembered wow. this as a kid, but that's bad. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking he got a gunshot. I no, I remember knew he got it was a, hit, a, a car, but I thought he got on the bike and was pedaling away. Oh, and that's what I'm just like. That guy was pretty stoked to be doing that too. Is <laughs> that like? Over. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty excited. That guy is like a classic 80s villain, I think, yeah. too. And actors in the 70s and 80s were so much like 
uglier. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just because yeah. maybe people didn't see acting like as a profession. Yeah. His, uh, but, what, what, do you, what is that like pockmarked that guy's face? He's yeah, like, just, just seeing him, I know that's a bad guy. So the Palomino Club. Ooh, yeah, body bag. This yep, is that, the old day Terminator talking about body bags. So <laughs> Kyle Reese. Um, so the Palomino Club, when you'd go to a punk show, would they have the regular employees work there? Like, the uh, yeah, I don't remember. It was. I mean, I would just pay the door and go in. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, I never went there when it was a country place. Yeah. So, you know, I could see that being some like <laughs> trap where they do like a punk show. No, I think it was just like whoever show. was on the bill that night. Okay. You know. That's cool um, that they did that though. Yeah. I mean, just, I'm sure for them it was a way to make more money. But sure. Just, it gave you a venue to sure. go to. Yeah, I mean, I to be honest, I didn't even know about the history of the Palomino too much when I started going there. It was just, you know, well, this is the band that I was going to see is playing there. So, um, but yeah, we so we used to drive, you know, wherever to see shows. I remember my dad um, worked in East LA and with the sheriff's department and grew up there. And so he was always like, stay out of East LA, stay out of East LA. It's bad news. You know, we were kids from the burbs, right? Yeah. So that's the first uh, place you want to go. Yeah. So I remember we went to a couple punk shows there in East LA and, uh, he found out about it. <laughs> he was pretty, he was pretty pissed. Did you he get pretty, grounded or was it? No, nah, no, nah, I don't remember getting grounded. I just remember him, basically it was like all right just don't tell him that we're going to punk shows in east la you know so where were those at like they were just at a house okay different i think we went to like a, a few like different house shows kind of thing house you know party, like yeah there's a documentary about the east la punk scene okay I'm gonna a, a recent documentary about the recent scene okay and they reference punk scene in the like the 90s and those were the shows that i used to go to that's they were like in canal street there was a i think there's a shot of like oh yeah i was at that house Uh, you know probably not at that show but yeah but definitely was at that house because you because that's the other thing those old pelco cameras on uh, there (laughs) i got my first fugazi Uh uh-huh sure in the bargain bin of the Walmart. Oh, uh, yeah. And I don't know how. I think, to this day, it's still one of the biggest mysteries of my life. <laughs> how in on the kill taker. Oh, wow. Ended up oh, that's late, too. In uh, the bargain bin in yeah. the Grand Island, Nebraska Walmart. Yeah. But it was one of those things where, like, especially pre-internet, you'd only hear of things. Sure, so, like, sure. You'd have people that go to a big city and, they'd, like, come back with a zine or something. Yeah. like, wait, Fugazi. This yep. is a band that, like. Yeah. Zines. But, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm on a. I think I made it on a cover of a zine nice. and we were at a hardcore <laughs> show at the country club. Uh, I don't have it anymore, but my friend sent me like screen grabs of it. It's pretty funny. Um, there was somewhere else. We, oh, the Palladium. Of course we saw Fugazi many times at the Palladium. Oh, no, was it was a $5 show. Oh yeah. I think every time saw him so, at, well, saw, saw him at the sh- Shriners, Shrine, the Shriners, the Shrine. Uh, yeah. Is it the Shrine? The yeah. Shrine, yeah. Yeah. It may have been the last time I saw them there. They did two nights in a row, and I went to both nights oh, there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was like in 2000 or 2001, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they time. played in Lincoln during college, went to the show, and it was... Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. Like, it was... I'm trying to think where they played. They played somewhere on campus, like, 
almost like in some weird like hall or something. I mean, like it wasn't even a real venue. It was almost just like a storage warehouse or something. Oh yeah. But it was so like I don't know. It was like one of those things where you felt like okay, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show on a weekday. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I mean, like seeing him in L.A., the Palladium, as you know, yeah. is huge. And the Shrine, two nights in a row, is huge. Well, it's like the... Uh, it's not... He played not, there, was it Jawbreaker? Recently? Played there recently, or somebody... I think Jawbreaker did just tour recently, yeah. Or uh, um, a, somebody really big played there like three or four nights in a row. And people I were think, selling tickets for a fortune. Well, Bikini Kill did, I well, think, Bikini, recently. It was before Bikini Kill. Okay. But it was... Uh, in the same realm, but like yeah. people were like, it might have been Jawbreaker, but it was like, yeah, maybe it was Jawbreaker. People were really excited about. There's it. a market for uh, our youth for sure. <laughs> it's just you know, cashing in. yeah, unfortunately. Well, that's like uh, Space Camp now. In the wintertime, has adults only sex. So, oh, really? And it's just for idiots I th- who didn't I get to go to Space my, Camp. I think kids. my my cousin went to Space Camp. She's like. 10 years younger or so than yeah. me, but I'm pretty sure she went there when she was a kid. Now now we get to see a this good is, overview of L.A. Now we're end. getting to the chase. Yeah. Roy Scheider stealing Airwolf, going over City Hall. Yep. So look that, at that building. building is, that's under construction that's the, is my wife's building. That's the Wells Fargo building, I think. Is it? I, I looked it up today. Okay, I, she's across the street from the Wells that okay. might not have been built yet because her building's Cal Plaza. Because I think it said it said Wells Fargo was being built. Okay. While this the movie was so different, very different. Yeah, my mom used to work in the city hall there. Oh, really? So yeah, when I was a kid, I used to get to, to play around in <laughs> city hall. There was a, a children's museum across the street or kids museum, whatever, across the street from it that we used to go to that was pretty fun. Oh, nice. For, you know, dumb kids in the yeah. 80s. That's not there anymore, but. I've just yeah, stolen an so attack different. helicopter. I'm sure most of those parking lots that he flew over are all gone now, yeah. too. <laughs> so great. Like the, the buildings that went up by the Staples Center now? That you can't even see. Oh yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I was down there. Uh, went uh, to the SB Awards, and it was like the first time I've been down there in like six months or something. And yeah. those buildings are done, huh. and that used to just be a parking lot because you'd go to when you go to. Was the that the parking thing. lot where they would do like the, they did the Hot Wheels thing? Remember they had like some rally car racers doing like oh for the X Games. Yeah, I think so because it was basically across the street. From Staples Center, because you can always see the Blue Line train. Okay, yeah. So you yeah, get off yeah, the train, yeah. you're like, oh. Oh, and now those you can't parking even lots? It. Yeah. It's like you can't see Staples Center anymore from the Blue Line. Whoa. It's weird. Definitely the last time I was there, we just we walked past those parking lots yeah, to get to Staples. Yeah, because you kind of would cut through it to go. Oh, the Pickwick. Pickwick. So I had to look up where this was, because I, this, I was didn't this know. Was this in Heat? I think, is this where? Uh, oh, is that the same one? No, that was down. Oh, this is by. Is this by Burbank? Yeah, this was on Riverside. Okay, this was on Riverside. It's right by pick by the. They might by have the, filmed um, the scene with Val Kilmer with Heat sniping. Yeah, people yeah, yeah. This was this was right off of Riverside by the bowling alley. I yeah. think. But I don't know what's there now. Well, there's an the ice house? skating rink. I think Houses? it's still there, but. Twelve and under free movie rated R. 
She's got to <laughs> dig through the trash to find the Maybe, maybe find you the, should go the tape. higher up, Roy Scheider. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a brewery in the background. This is almost like a throwback to like some of the 70s like conspiracy movies, though. It ha- Dude, it definitely like, like this stuff reminds me of Police Academy. <laughs> like, gotta get the uh, M16s. Yeah, the sharpshooters. Yeah, it's the same same like uh, era of clothing, police clothing. So, how did you go from the the special effects makeup to editing? We didn't get to that. Oh, so because uh, that's a big so, switch. Like, yeah, it was. So we had a at the time, at the time. Uh, Practical makeup effects was was starting to compete with digital makeup effects, yeah, and computer stuff. So um, we had uh, we had tried to get into that world, but we were like you know very new to that world and stuff, and it didn't really work out. And so um, we had hired a a couple computer artists, and they left and went on to another show and. One of them just randomly called me and said, uh, are you still looking for work? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, I got, there's a job here in the post department. And I said, I don't know what that is, but I'll take it. <laughs> That's and awesome. so I took it. <laughs> and so it ended up being in the nineties Fox, I think it was Fox family channel went through a major reboot. Okay. And one of the shows that they did with their reboot was a reboot of, um, Oh no, Mr. Bill presents from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> so that's what this. the show that I got on was. Wow. So so here's a classic Hollywood kind of story. So I walk in the first day and they're like, "So you're the new assistant editor, right?" This guy is sitting there at a machine. Yeah. Editing. He's like, "So you're the new assistant editor guy?" And I was like, "Yeah, I guess so." Do you know anything <laughs> about post? I said, "Nope." He said, "Ah, you'll learn." Oh my god, that's so, so amazing. So, I was like, okay. So, I sat down and started learning whatever. And uh the next day I go in and I was like, "Hey, where is that guy that was here yesterday? The editor, what happened to him?" They're like, "What are you talking about? Walter? That's Walter. That's Walter Williams, the voice of Oh No, Mr. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Bill. This is his whole production." Wow. I totally put my foot in my mouth You're and like, yeah, he okay, was super it. super cool. And um yeah, so on that show, on that show, I got to learn all sorts of uh, stuff. I I learned uh, basically like a whole workflow, yeah. digital workflow and analog workflow at the time too, a little bit. And uh, they happened to have an Avid there, and just by chance, I learned how to kind of operate an Avid very, very basically. Yeah, that's and then got to go to another job and learned a little bit more and just you know you just start going from job to job picking up skills and uh i was an assistant editor for a long time i was fine with it it was easy job at the place i worked at we did a bunch of like reality tv and uh hgtv food network shows so i i just stayed working at this one job for a long time because it was pretty easy worked all night long and then eventually started realizing that I should probably make the jump to editor. So yeah. slowly but surely did that. That looks like a movie lot. That is a movie lot. That's funny. Where they're putting putting down. It's yeah, free location. that is. Yep, exactly. I'm just hanging out with an M60. Yeah. Yeah. So then just. Uh, 
I like you know, that one uh, job became another job, basically. Keeping it. Oh, that's uh, a lesion. They're flying over a lesion there. Roy Scheider's just so chill. He's like, whatever. Yeah, he's like, no big deal. This is easier than NOM, right? Bridge. He's going under a bridge. Uh, the LA River, this is our grease lightning chase scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every every LA movie needs uh, those. That bridge is gone now. That's the new the, bridge. Uh, when I was in college, it was like the last... I think it was like over the, the going into my last semester of college. Uh huh. The broadcasting department got its first Avid. Okay. Yeah. But we learned everything about editing on tape to tape. Like, yep. Reel to reel. Yeah. Uh, little control doing your, uh, where you had to do everything linear. Yep. Yeah. And then just cause I worked at the radio station there and stuff. Like I had keys to the department. Sure. And so you could go there at night and I taught myself very like one kid kind of showed me some like how to like whatever, and yep. then it was all trial and error. Yep. Of figuring it out and. Yep. And that I, was linear, you said. No, the well. That oh, you were on knew, the Avid. But it was it was like one of those things of like where we learned something that became instantly outdated. Yeah. But the yeah. Avid, I remember I was so in awe of it, and I would take like friends up to see it. Yeah. I'm like, this is a forty thousand dollar machine. Yeah. It has an eighteen gigabyte hard drive. Oh man, when and I started, we were like on nine gig shuttles, I think, wow. maybe. Um. <laughs> And some, I think I started right when we went to smaller shuttles. Okay. And now it's like mind-boggling the size of the drives that we're on and the amount of media that we're on. Do you use a uh, like the Power Mac? Not the Power Mac, but the, the is it the Power Mac? I'm on a Windows uh, version of it. Okay. Of uh, Avid, that's what we use right now. Oh, that's. And then you've got the full like, like editing Street. keyboard, right? Like yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, something, yeah, it's little... a full console that that I work on. Um, it's a finishing machine, so uh, we've got scopes and all sorts of. Uh, oh, that's just that's just down the street here. Yeah, that's actually around the corner from. I don't know why she's essentially. So that's the <laughs> building right there. Yeah, she's driving back to to their building. So the, that's the Cesar Chavez Bridge right what, there. Uh, how long does it take from? When your show's taped to when mm-hmm. it's done, like what's that like? How long does um, that take? So we, the fastest we can do it generally is probably like twenty four hours. We can tape a show and turn it around in twenty four hours. Okay, if we have to, May, maybe thirty six hours. Um, but generally, it's it's like where they're they're scheduled out so far in advance yeah, so that it's it yeah. yeah it's they're generally not like that big time crunch yeah oh shit here comes comes blue thunder to save the day to save his is his wife or his girlfriend i forget i think it's yeah i think it's a girlfriend or how did she get around the car because they they blocked her in i I hate this this is that's an editor watching shows (laughs) is the continuity drives me nuts (laughs) it drives drives me nuts i always pick i just just, cut the car in half yeah (laughs) come on that's back when cop oh, cars were old, that old bus. Is that the RTD? That's cool. Yeah. The first RTD. time I came to the first time I came to LA was spring break, freshman year of college. A friend who went to USC. Yep. Uh, we just stayed in his dorm for a week and we took the bus around. Yep. Or I think we would have taken a bus up Vermont to Hollywood. Okay. And we were like, we're in the hood. This is so scary. Oh, look at that. That's the um. That's that's the like park sa- now. Okay. That's the park where oh, they do the, cyclocross. The, the cornfield. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, this is right by Broadway, Dodger Stadium right in Chinatown. Yep. 
Oh, that's crazy. I, uh, it's funny. I don't even remember it looking like that. But Friday night, last Friday night, we went to a restaurant down there, mm-hmm. Major Domo. But mm. then when we left, there was one of those jump bikes, the new ones. Oh, that you can. They're by Uber, and you can just unlock it with your Uber app. Oh, but they're electric. Oh yeah, the e assist ones. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, God. I rented the, uh, one of those in uh, Sacramento last summer. The Spring Street Bridge. I went up and down it like three times. Just yeah. Yeah, it ass. has like a twist shift, right? Yeah. Yep. It was insane. Yeah, I rented one in Sacramento and cruised around last summer. It was actually pretty fun. So. It was actually pretty fun. It's funny how uh, Malcolm McD- he looks like uh, David Spade. He does. David Spade or he like does. some European spy. Look at all the people watching. That This always cracks me up too is all the people standing in the background watching yeah. a movie being filmed. Can I just stand here and watch? <laughs> she gives it more gas to make that turn. <laughs> I think that's the alley where Roddy Piper got in a fight and they live. <laughs> The air is actually kind of clear, though. Yep. There's, there's a, there's a movie a studio he's flying now. over right there. I wonder what studio that was. Oh, that's a, oh, I bet it's Paramount. This is Hollywood Forever. Uh, it looks like Hollywood Forever. It's funny. You're going to see your office. No, 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 that, no, that, no, no. That that's like TV, uh, that's TV. City. Yeah, it's Television City. The price is right. That gate stands. looked different, though. Yeah, because she gives it to the newscaster, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah well that's this is still okay that's by the freeway. that's yeah that looks like i think that was hollywood forever that she pulled into uh-oh oh yeah scrambled they got scrambled the f-16s <laughs> the bad cg too or computer graphics man yeah, this guy's the, uh... so busy being a bad guy he's already growing a five o'clock shadow <laughs> <laughs> when they did the uh, flyby for the Captain Marvel premiere, they came right over our place. Oh, yeah. That was pretty. That's they pretty did like cool. a test run during the day. So yeah. I was like so geeked out about it, like just standing out. And, like, yeah. See where they're coming from. And then when they did the real flyby, I was like, I was on a ladder, like leaning over a neighbor's fence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're under the flight path of the rescue helicopter that goes up to the mountains. Oh shit! So you you always know like uh oh something's, some, something's going on. Who know, I mean it could be anything from just a dehydrated hiker to like a fatal motorcycle accident. You know. Yeah. But how, but how, we always see it like because it, it goes directly over our it. house. When how did you get into like the was it like going with your parents and stuff as a kid camping or? and stuff? Is yeah. that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Out, like, yeah. 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 They just used to always take us camping and backpacking and we just uh can i've just always been into it and my aunt introduced me to a lot of stuff and used to take us on road trips all the time to the sierra so oh that's awesome yeah just got just got lucky yeah because that's the thing that people sometimes don't think about la is like like you can go in the mountains in like an hour oh yeah well that's a thing that i guess i you know getting back to uh the conversation earlier like like we went to we just went to dallas this weekend for the first time yeah this past weekend and my wife pointed out like oh wow you can see everywhere yeah which is 
That's strange to to me. Yeah. Because I just assume like everybody grows up with you see the mountains <laughs> on one side and then the oceans on the other side, no. right? Yeah, that's you know that's a yeah, really especially if you're in like when you're a you kid you're you don't north think about of Dallas. Yeah. You get to, like the plane. Yeah. You can see for like yeah. That's the thing where like biking in Nebraska, like I don't know how I did it in college when I got into like road riding and mountain biking. Yeah. Like, go do a hundred mile ride. Like yeah. Okay, cool and. All these times I've been back riding, it's like the sanity test because the scenery never changes. Oh, sure. And sure. the only thing. Well, imagine the wind has got to be really well, rough, wind, too, because to there's no your breaks, ride around right? the wind. Sure. So you always want to try to finish sure. with the tailwind. Sure, sure. And then. <laughs> so no, bad. That's like a miniature, huh? The Then the other thing is you. Oh, uh, look at that. Arts district. That's arts district, yeah. You. Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that a real so barbecue is, place? Yeah, so this is. Uh, I looked this up today. So this is right where the, um, is it the? Oh, is so it the heat ticking missile is going to take out the barbecue place? It's right on First Street. It's First and Alameda. Okay. Oh man, that's such a bad call. <laughs> wow, it's Amos's Barbecue, but oh. it sure doesn't look like that in there. Run, because you know there's Maybe a it's missile all cartoony. coming. The hell? I mean, it's yeah. So, so that's where they're building the new, um, the new uh, metro extension. Oh, okay, yeah, right there. Yeah. Good job, um, buddy. Is it look the, at all those chickens? <laughs> it's like little little Tokyo is right there. Yeah. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's raining chickens now. It's so funny. And the convertible is driving through there. But then. Uh, with Nebraska stuff, though, the only, yeah. especially around the country, which you don't have to go far to get out of town, yeah, is you see the water towers for a town. I noticed that and as they in Dallas, it was a similar that's thing how you too. Can tell there's a town, you'd yeah, see a water tower. I noticed that. So you just be like, okay, it's getting closer. I noticed it's that the, if they weren't, I didn't know if they were all like real water towers, but yeah, they, they all are, looked they like no, that's functional towers. Yeah, that's where people, that's where the towns keep their water. So, so, and they all seem to have like we were by Rockwall. Did they have the name on yeah 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 it's a big thing yeah yeah that was pretty interesting i can't believe they didn't spring for real f-16s you know instead of miniatures yeah i think they could (laughs) have like they spent all the money on a real blue thunder (laughs) yeah or they spent all the money on stealth mode maybe yeah he is a wily chopper pilot The Atlantic Richfield Plaza. SWAT team and the bread truck. That building must still be there, right? Oh, yeah. is that the yeah. Bonaventure? Oh, maybe that's what it is. <coughs> oh, he's setting a trap. He's I like how the trap. jets are just like cruising around downtown like <laughs> hovering. <laughs> no big deal. Yep. They don't know and that they're messing with like just Quinn, Quint or Quinn. Think, uh, Quinn, I don't think you'd want to uh, fire a missile right in the middle, right of downtown. in the middle of downtown. Yeah, because uh, some something's going to happen like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to assume that there are people living in that tower, right? Or working or, or working. Yeah, just maybe, yep. maybe you should call it a day, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you should sit this one out. 
I mean, don't you? Wouldn't you assume he's gonna run out of fuel? Yeah, or just like he can't go somewhere. Uh oh. Oh. Look at these graphics are so. But now he's gonna shoot, shoot the military out of the sky. So he knows that that can't be good. Eject, buddy. Classic. <laughs> that feels like a classic '80s thing too. Now, would wouldn't you assume that the uh, oh look at all the snow, snow on the mountains there? Wouldn't you assume that that jet is now going to crash into a neighborhood, yeah. too? You'd think he'd try to just ride it out and get it nope. away from people. So those F-16s can't get it, so Malcolm McDowell is going to try to catch him in another he's helicopter. he's a superior helicopter pilot. Right. But he's not in a superior helicopter. helicopter. But he's got the skill. Yeah. So somehow they think that that He's Ro Roy Scheider. Yeah. They, I mean, he's not going out and shooting up the city. No. But they're treating him like he's a madman. He's going to take it. Yeah. Oh, that looks like Bunker Hill. Well, he'll eventually run out of bullets. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. Not like he has missiles. <laughs> Look at that guy. Oh, there's a pool down there. So this must be the Wells Fargo Tower because this was listed in the location as okay. as being in construction and part of it the set. It looks like it could be like. So he landed safely, even though yeah. his jet he ejected like five miles. See, Roy, away. Roy is considerate of him, but he's not paying attention to McDowell. Uh oh. Uh oh. Those are armor-piercing bullets. They have that, to be. Oh, that, he got hit. Oh. Oh, and he and took, he took out, out, out the turret, too. <laughs> oh. I love those graphics. He's by himself in that, huh? Malcolm yeah. McDowell is. They're both by themselves. But, yeah. And that's Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. Yeah. That's Department of Water and Power. That's where my aunt used to work there. <coughs> I love the shots of like the perspective. Yeah. And this is like such a flashback shot. Oh, oh the, I forgot. That's he's the guy that threw him out. But just that whole like river thing, that was like yeah. I think it's been in every Vietnam movie. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like if you do a Vietnam movie, you got to do Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones and have <laughs> yeah. a shot of a river in California. Sure, sure, sure. I forgot that that's how he knew him. It was from uh, that uh, Vietnam. <laughs> there is a... They're uh, stirring up trouble in the barrio. <laughs> is that what he said? <laughs> <laughs> There's a biker movie. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but um, it's Green Berets go undercover as bikers. Okay. To get revenge on this biker gang that killed a uh, dude's fiance or wife. Okay. And one of the Green Berets turned bikers is Marvin Gaye, but they Whoa. filmed it all out in Piru. 
Oh, okay. Including like the Vietnam scenes. Oh no. And it's so funny where they're like trying to be like, okay, here we are in Vietnam and it's just regular it's just, fire road. Yeah, like, it's just like all brown probably, right? <laughs> yeah, it was so stupid. Yeah. It could have been like on Dirt Mulholland. Sure. Oh, look at that. The Hotel Cecil. Hotel Cecil is still there. Look at the the people watching the helicopter on the roof. Do you see that? They're like, got chase. Can you imagine this happening today? Like oh, what man. people would be it's, doing. It would be pretty cool to see. Because you've seen those. Have you ever seen those videos like where somebody's watching a car chase on a TV and yeah. they figure out it's going by their house? And they, like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hotel Cecil, isn't that the one where? Uh, well, they found a they found a body, body in, the, in, the, in the water tank or yeah. something like that. Like it was a Canadian. Yeah, woman. like a tourist, right? Something. They found the person who did it though, but she was up there. Oh, for like they weeks. did. I think they did. Oh, but she was up there. I for didn't know weeks. that. Like it was like the water turned bad. Yeah, something. I I had a friend who was staying at that hotel at the time, and it sucks. and I didn't. I was like, I don't know. I probably shouldn't tell him this story. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably see it on the news. Just don't just, Google Hotel Cecil. Yeah, just stay with bottled water. Okay, so line them up. It's got him in the kill box, as they say. Oh, there he goes. Oh, no. Somebody just got their apartment shot up. Yeah. Bunch of people just just died. That smoke machine is pretty durable. (laughs) (laughs) This is like L.A.'s version of, uh, of Bullet. Yeah. That's a good analogy. <laughs> like, you see the Volkswagen. Yeah, times. exactly. Yeah, that drives me nuts, and that I love that movie, but stuff it's like so that drives me. It's, it's so it bad. Out. It's going like the same. Di- it's going opposite direction, but it's supposed to be going the same direction. And but uh, so man, look at that. That's so cool. Are there movies now where you that watch is them now that you've had a career as an editor that you go back and. <laughs> appreciate how they're put together or nah i am i mean i mean sometimes sometimes but um you know i didn't go to school for any of this stuff yeah. right so a lot of people obviously in the industry and a lot of coworkers and stuff all went to school i think they have a much better appreciation and and uh, understand that yeah, a, 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 a friend of mine told me one time when i was an assistant editor he was uh, he was already an editor and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't think I could do do it. You know, I don't think I could be an editor. And he was like, man, you watch enough TV. You can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty, pretty much it. Like, to me, it's like if I watch something and I don't think about the edits, I feel like they've nailed it. Yeah. But you- but if I'm watching something and it's like, oh, man, why did they do that? Then that stuff drives yeah, me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see uh, Captain Fantastic? No, with, I don't uh, think so. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Viggo Mortensen? No. He plays... I don't um, think so, anyways. You you dig it, because he plays uh, Dad. Oh, he's, he's doing got the like loop. six or seven kids. Oh, this is, this is the climax. He, yeah. Because this th- is like... Doesn't he say that he had like tried it earlier or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he pulls it off. Yeah. This is the triple Lindy of yeah. helicopter <laughs> Yeah, right, right. <laughs> this is the back-to-school moment yeah. of Blue Thunder. He, yeah, this is it. He's he's uh, Rodney Dangerfield in this <laughs> right scene. There, he did it. Yep, he did it. And now he's on. I'm on your six. 
No, nope. it's Blue and now Thunder. He's sitting, now he's upright, too. Yep. <laughs> he ends him. So, um, Captain uh, Vigo Mortensen's dad and his kids, so family li- later. <laughs> <laughs> they live off the grid, like okay. up like near Seattle. Okay. And their premises, their mom, who was away getting therapy your mom mom dies the kids go to it's basically a road movie with kids who that drives me nuts the sun yeah now we were just daylight (laughs) now we're in twilight yeah and now now oh now he's probably going to the cornfield i bet right yeah Uh, now now uh, we would gets rid of it yeah but then uh college buddy edited that movie though oh yeah and he we went to school at the same time and he it was, it was like he's done he's basically been doing like one feature a year since then oh cool but that was like cool it's really been cool to see his process so yeah i think if i told him about this he'd just be like oh. <laughs> yeah because he started out like editing commercials in new york yeah and do work on films on the weekends and then well like, you know that's the difference though so. is is i'm since i'm born and raised here i mean i just a, look at this town as an industry town yeah and there there are people that do much better work than uh you know, a lot of the stuff is just, it's just content, right? There's, there's art and then there's just delivering content. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my, this guy who was an assistant editor for me, he, um, he got nominated for an Oscar. Whoa. He was part of the, uh, that whole, uh, there goes blue thunder. It's gone. But somehow this is a great a miniature show. right here. That's gotta be a miniature. Yeah. That little thing. Um, so, so, so the year he, I don't remember the name of the movie. I should probably know this, but that's like a total Michael Bay thing there. Right. With like three explosions. Yeah. Going on. Going to walk away. Uh, what was the, the year where they called the wrong oh, thing? Spot, it was, uh, spotlight. Uh, uh, no, it was, uh. It wasn't. Spo- it was the year after Spotlight. It's uh, oh yeah, Moonlight or Moon, Moonlight one Best Picture. Okay, but then was it La La Land or something? Oh was- yeah, yeah. So he edited Moonlight. So I he guess. won. Yeah, Moonlight I think won. Yeah. so. Yeah. So he, but he was up there on stage when like that whole thing happened. Thing was going wrong. That's crazy. So crazy. That- do you know how that whole thing happened though? No. Was the Price Waterhouse Cooper? Yeah. Had a person on each side of the stage with all the winners. Okay. And it was they were the only people who had the right envelopes. Right. And then Oh, cuz there's Warren Beatty and uh Faye Dunaway. Screw they were the oh, announcers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened was they were basically the only ones who had access everything and he gave him the wrong card oh because he was too busy like taking a selfie or tweeting backstage which he shouldn't have the been price doing price waterhouse guy yeah he was like oh, a super wow. high executive wow and uh so he messed it up he messed it up set up Beatty to really Screw mess it up, it up. yeah in and front that's of when the, the world oh that's when the uh, joe santos the guy who the guy. thought they won he was like no i'm not kidding this really happened yeah yeah right 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 so um right yeah. yeah, that's crazy. But that's I think awesome. he was nominated as a, a, for a Oscar as an editor as well, which was really cool. But you know, it's very different. Like he went to film school and he 
he um, was very much like even when he was working with us, he was like, I don't want to do this type of yeah work. Well, it's like work. It's yeah, it yeah. was just work. He wanted to do art, and he really did. It, and and he went off and did some small things, and man, it really paid off. And yeah. he's done amazing, amazing. So it's really cool to see him, but but you know the trajectory was different, and and um, he knew what he was going to do, and and I just ended up in this industry yeah, because I work in L.A. It. Yeah, to as, to me, it's like uh, everyone that lives in L.A. is somehow in the industry in some way or another. Someone once told me that like any everyone in L.A. is in the industry because you're you're somehow like feeding the industry you're like well, it doesn't matter what you're doing like even yeah. if you're just like working at the restaurant that's near the lot yeah. you're in the industry right it's like same thing with all those towns in the midwest that are affected by the auto plants closing yeah. when those that plant closes yeah. the restaurants close too it's because the industry goes away so yeah. to me it's just like yeah we're just here you know we're a coal mining town we just <laughs> we just our coal is television. So that's crazy. Did uh, did Bill work on uh, the Hobbs and Shaw movie? Yeah, because I've been getting yeah. so many ads for that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, it's been killing him. Where he's in he's the he's does all the sound mixing. Right? Yeah, he's and yeah he's a sound sound engineer. I think is what it's he like is. Like Vin Diesel. He's probably going to correct me because I said that wrong. But yeah, um, we're both in the same union, but yeah. we work in different fields so, kind of i almost i want to go see it just to be like this will be the one dumb summer movie and then <laughs> they kind of like support his work <laughs> yeah know, like- no yeah he's very lucky in that he works in um he works on the universal a lot and uh he works on huge huge but they work on movies. those right before they come out too absolutely his job goes right up the to wire. right up to the wire yeah his is very different God. It's a very different uh, side of the industry that I work on. So, but yeah, because they're like, he just has to like so insane. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. My schedule is more of a banker's hours, nine yeah. to five. And I get the summers off. off. <laughs> <laughs> His like he works crazy intense, but then he'll get these windows off throughout the year. Yeah, but that's um, like when it's crunch time. It's but when it's crunch time, he can't take any time off. It's very it's different. You're, you're, yeah, he's 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 in. He's more on the production. Yeah. I mean, it is post-production that he's on, but but he's doing the production still, you know. And and they're up against the the delivery clock, whereas we are too, but not. But in the, we not don't have the same. Level, not like, no. It's this totally is opening different. worldwide. Week. Yeah, right. His, gotta he's, get that car crash. In he's there. got a much tougher job than me for sure. So we can watch uh, Blue Thunder twenty three more times based. On yeah, nice. The time that's nice because we have forty six more hours to go. God. It was, it was all right. Yeah, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. The, I I was kind of half. Uh, I feel like I missed. I forgot a lot of the plot points. But a lot of that too would kind of be lost on you as a kid. Yeah, the absolutely. Whole, like, dark conspiracy side. Yeah, the main thing I remember as a kid was like those crazy big tapes that were inside the yeah. belly of the of the thing. I I don't recall that they were just trying to stir up trouble in the barrio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think that would have made sense, but I wonder if part of them walking through Travel Town and seeing those guys fighting was, was part of it. Be the barrio. Like, yeah, it's that like, was hey, part we of need it. Some guys in uh, flannels and uh, bandanas to throw some punches. Yeah, I, it seemed like in hindsight 
the the fact that um the the government or the air force i guess sent those f-16s seems like kind of small potatoes like they might have sent more people nowadays yeah or done something different yeah like shoot some missiles in downtown right right (laughs) right maybe not let that guy go rogue malcolm mcdowell go rogue and (laughs) And just start and then start a so shoot now off. Now I want to geek out though on Blue Thunder the TV show. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to the see that helicopters done. Did you ever see that? Hold on, uh, I'm gonna pull up the opening credits. Okay, because we we can. I know that's on YouTube, um, and it is so. Is it the same helicopter that the they same used? helicopter? So somehow it comes back, and huh. I know as soon as it starts, I'm gonna remember the football player. I could not think of, and oh. he's an iconic Chicago Bears linebacker, Dick Butkus. Oh, okay, yes. I know that name, Dick Butkus. Yeah, of course. He's in all how the shows. You, how could you not then. remember that name, Dick Butkus, especially uh, as a kid in the eighties? Yeah, <laughs> it's Dick Butkus. <laughs> I just remember the the wasn't it the. Was it the Bears that did the Super Bowl shuffle? Yeah, that was the 85 Bears. Okay, yeah, I remember that being a kid. That would have been two years after Blue Thunder, though. Yeah, Blue Thunder, Monster Jam. <laughs> oh, episode one, second Thunder, is that it? That, uh... Or is that something else? I don't know, but that is... Oh, that might be the pilot. It might yeah. be a two-part... Was it a two... Oh. Two-part S- pilot episode. Second Thunder. Hold on here. This thing sucks to type with. I need to get a keyboard for this. Uh, let's do Blue Thunder theme song, maybe. You need you need uh, like a Apple TV where you can just talk. Into oh, here the, we go. Blue oh, Thunder. This is it. Okay. Opening. So this is closing. the television show. This is the television show, and hopefully okay, this yeah, is let's the. See this. Hold on. Whoa. Let's try this out. We're gonna do opening and closing credits and theme. Okay. And hope there's some credit like. And you said Spade? Oh, no, Carvey was in Dana this. Dana Carvey's in this. Okay. And now it's not working. The suspense is killing me. This is bad. What the hell? Okay, come on. Oh, Season one, go. Blue okay. Thunder. 1984. Oh, oh it might have only lasted for four half months. a season. <laughs> for four months it aired. All right, so that's why I don't remember this. <laughs> I probably yeah, was watching go. something cards. else. It's like Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the chopper's back. Yeah. Last time you saw it, it was getting crushed and by a train. now with more synth. And oh, now and it's like guitar, fun, like, too. Show. Oh, it looks like gun. A-Team. So it's like this, it looks like the same chopper. Yeah, this is the uh, Roy Scheider oh, guy. Oh, boy. Look at that guy. James, James Farentino, Farentino. The Brooklyn Dodger hat. Wow. And then... That's because he's a... There he wow. is. Wow. Wow. He's doing impressions. Like he was doing Nixon there, I yeah. think. <laughs> Before you run into him, be like, dude, you're that guy in Blue Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> Whisper mode. I like this that the helicopters are spying. Wait, on. they have to do the same thing? It looked like they were doing the same. Uh, yeah, here we go. Oh. Boba Smith. <laughs> He's wow. got a bazooka. Ski. Butowski. 
Wow. Hey, Bubba Jeez. Smith. So both Boa. guys have their character names are basically their <laughs> real yeah. names. That's a mark, mark of a high-end uh, actor. But that's the exact same helicopter. Huh. I guess they're like, we got the chopper. We might as well wow. use it. It looks like uh, Mojave out there. Oh, no. that looks like a airwolf type shot. Yeah. Wasn't it always flying over the ocean for some reason? Magnum PI too. Just like yeah, yeah. That, that is not lost. That's was... not LA by any no. stretch. Oh, huh. that was the same production company that made the movie. Oh, it was? Yeah, Rastar. Oh. Rastar. That was funny. Well, thanks for yeah. coming over, man. Sure. Thanks for having me. We finally did this. This was yeah. like three months in the water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were geeking out about it for a while. So, yeah, no, it was because I went to the uh, G.I. Joe convention and they had the chopper there. Uh, a, a toy one? Toy, they yeah. Did picture? I remember, I remember I, we were talking about that. I asked the guy if I could take the picture because people get like, I don't like taking, I'm getting to the point now where it's like, better ask permission to take a picture. Oh, sure, yeah, sure, okay, sure. So I was like, I want to send this to my buddy. He's like, yeah, go for it, man. <laughs> so <laughs> I had I had the, the toy, toy chopper when I was a kid. And I remember it being fairly big, like yeah, maybe no, a foot and a half or two feet in length. Yeah. It wasn't like a, you know, like a small, like Hot Wheels type thing. It was no, like it was... arm's length for a kid, probably. So. And I think you could like, you know, hold it out in front of you and it would spin around. Yeah, that's awesome. But I will say that the cooler helicopter, since we're on a theme of helicopter, I just remembered this. I did have an A-team helicopter that you had a trigger on it and there was Does a that make it there was like a, a the, car okay that you could like so if the car you had like a car with a battery powered car like a stomper style car yeah. remember stompers stompers were awesome yeah so if that thing was driving along the ground then you would use this trigger thing and lower the helicopter no no it, you would just like open these bay doors it would lower onto the car and then you'd let go of it and then it would it had these like attachments that would grab onto the car and then since the wheels were moving then the blades would turn whoa yeah yeah but the helicopter blades never turned unless the car was inside driving <laughs> <laughs> so stupid did the chopper would it fit the figures or no i don't the think so figures were huge yeah i don't think so those guys, i think was... it just fit like a miss like not to scale van or something okay, you know the uh a-team figures were like six and a half inches I think. no like no. they weren't to scale where you could play with like gi joe with your a team yeah these probably were it was probably not even gi joe scale maybe okay. it was gi joe scale i don't know it's been a long time up. yeah i should look for look it up and find it if i can find it i'll send it to you <laughs> <laughs> this chopper's one million dollars yeah, right <laughs> i used to have this now i could retire off of it if that's I how i was it. with all my gi joe toys yeah like we between my brother and I, we literally had everything from like eighty two through eighty five. Oh yeah, like, yeah, including like the aircraft carrier. Yeah, I remember the aircraft flight. carrier. It's like why? I had the just... Harrier jump jet thing. It was like Cobra jet. No, the Rattler. Like... The Rattler. Yeah, yeah that's the, right. A uh, ten. Yeah, yeah like wings. the wings. They had the turret with the wild weasel. What about the the hovercraft <laughs> with Ooh, the depth the... charges? I had that hovercraft thing. like because I kind of fall down like the Instagram rabbit hole of like these toy collectors. Yeah, now. yeah. And it's like if I think I had one, if I could get one thing, actually, I'd have a hard time picking between a Sky Striker 
Which was F-14, the F-14. I think, white one. yeah, okay. And then the hovercraft. Okay. The hovercraft is so bad. I had the hovercraft. I don't remember if I had the Sky Striker, but I might have. So the Sky Striker I got for my birthday in second grade. Yeah. And it came with, like, the ejection seats had real parachutes. Okay. And I yeah. remember bringing it to school. I didn't bring the whole Sky Striker <laughs> to school, but I brought Ace the pilot and his yeah. ejection seat. And I remember I had this whole intricate fantasy worked out in my head that I was going <laughs> to... I was going to throw it like way up high in the air in the yeah. schoolyard. Like this, this is how my brain worked when I was eight. But um, <laughs> throw it way up in the air. And there was this one mean teacher, Miss Malinsky, who little weird backstory was she was an inventor, invented this chair called the backjack, hmm. which like it's like a TV chair. Okay. Like you just put it on the floor and I don't know, whatever. But rumor had it she was rich because she invented this thing. Okay. But she's really mean. And I'd throw it up in the air. And be like, oh no, it's going to land on somebody and hit them, but then the parachute would pop out and land safe, and I catch it. And I'd just like, I don't know, never worked <laughs> out. <laughs> I remember I had one character, GI Joe character, that I had saved enough of the like the points, points, yeah. and sent away for it, and got it. And I remember thinking, like, man, this is so cool. Like, it showed up in an unmarked cardboard box. box. Yeah, and I think I want to say it was like a windsurfer or something. Character. Oh. You Does got, that sound familiar? Yeah, you got the uh, accessory pack. It was called the Manta, and it was actually a windsurfer. Okay, yeah. It, was, it had a rubber. It was camouf- had a camouflage yeah, sail. Yeah, sail. Yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. Missiles on the side. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that thing goes for like a hundred bucks now. <laughs> it's so expensive. Well, I told you I've been selling the Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels on eBay right now, and I've made. I think so far I've made like about three hundred bucks or so. Great. So do you like bubble wrap them and stuff? And yeah. Them out? Like, yeah, I just sent one out today. <laughs> I sent the spaced, spaced something. I don't know. Was it the van? No, it's not a van. van. It's, it's just exciting. a weird looking look one. It. it looks like an ant eater kind of guy. I don't remember what it's called. I ha- I I do have a four by four van that I I'm tempted to hold on to, but I've sold some like I've definitely sold a handful of them for thirty five bucks or so it's per crazy. car. Per car. But I've done that with the GI Joe. Like when we go back downstairs to show you on my desk, but like yeah, because these dudes will sell them on Instagram. Yeah. And you just have to like be the first one to claim it, right? Oh and, yeah, I've seen that oh, people do that. It's yeah, stressful. Yeah, my my <laughs> mom gave me all these. Came over and she was like, "Here, I brought you these." And I was like, "Well, I don't want this crap." Yeah. And then I just started looking at them, and I thought, oh, "I'll try selling them." And I've I've already turned it into multiple bike parts. <laughs> I bought some like, Paul brakes with it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, which ones did you get? Sorry, we're gonna get. I, I was just on eBay. I bought okay. some used Paul touring canties. I think. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> said, yeah. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. Just selling one habit to fund the other. Totally. Like, totally. Got, uh, she gave them to me in in pails, two pails that were McDonald's Happy Pails from the 1984 uh, Olympics. You could probably sell so those. So I for put bank. those on eBay too, but no one's buying them. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. That's funny. Yeah. But the uh, was it? No, down in our garage, I've got a whole. I started like organize. Like, I, I try not to be a pack rat. Yeah. And, like when we moved over here. Yeah. I brought an entire carload of stuff to the bicycle kitchen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it yeah, was that's all good. like, I want to say it was like two dozen sets of tires. Yeah. That still yeah. had five hundred miles left on it. Sure. Sure. So it's like one of those things where they're like. They're old enough that you wanted to get new tires. Right. And you had a reason to, but they're still good. They're so still good tires. Yeah. But like even getting rid of all, like all that stuff, I was still going through some stuff in our garage. I found 
all these parts I hung on to for some stupid yep. reason. Like, oh, I've, I've got, got a, a bunch of those. Yep. For no reason. I've got, got a this. garage full of the bike parts, too. One brake lever. Yeah. Plus, camp. I've got a ton of camping stuff, too, for that reason. You know, I yeah. mean, just because uh, this, this thing's good, but I'll buy this next thing. It's better or it's lighter. Yeah. And next thing I know, I've got like four tents or we whatever. We didn't even talk about camp coffee, though. Oh yeah, which you yeah. started that, which is really cool. You started yeah. that, right? Uh, I I didn't co-fest? start it like nationally. I just started the LA version. Of okay, it. I thought yeah. you started it nationally. No, That's no, what I no. Told My friend Rob I'm Rob kind of started that. Yeah, so Rob this, up in Ventura. Uh, we'll end on this, but this um, was it the Ocean Air Cycles guy? Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. yeah. Rob Ocean this, Air yeah. um, thing, and this is where the bike scene. If you don't ride bikes, goes from like your lake road tour de france stuff to a group of people meeting on wednesday mornings by the la river yeah just making coffee yeah and it was that like like just and and chatting hilarious yeah this would happen where people would show up with like homemade stoves yeah people like geeking out on coffee beans yeah but kind of kind of started like as a as a uh uh a camp stove geek out. Yeah. You know, like everybody show up and show how you make coffee when you're traveling basically. Yeah. And it, uh, quickly became more social and, you know, just like catching up with friends and stuff and definitely like introduced myself to a lot of cyclists that you would see maybe passing or at a bike shop, but you know, you never really knew them or chatted with them and stuff. And so, it was really cool. I mean, I probably met most of the people I know in LA now through that. Just hanging out, just on, the hanging out the on the side of the river, <laughs> making coffee. Ways. Yeah, which is kind of strange. Um, you know, on one of the locations of Blue Thunder. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. But no, it's like yeah, these are like, and just from like LA being such a weird t- like that's one of the things that gives it like a small town feel. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm gonna go yeah. have coffee with some dudes on a Wednesday morning. Right, and it's still going so. on. Um, I've stepped back from it a little bit. I still go occasionally, but um, yeah, we started it in 2014. I want to say, like, yeah, I think it was 2014, maybe yeah. so. that we started doing it. And um, yeah, it's definitely like a little bit smaller now, but there's still people that go every nah, single Wednesday to go yeah. check it out. And LA, I think, kind of grew up uh, or blew up maybe faster than other scenes, and it ended up. Um, spreading nationwide and worldwide. Yeah, people do it everywhere. All, yeah, yeah. Which is In fact, hilarious. I don't know if you saw, but like Russ and Laura of Pathless Pedaled, they created a, a link on their website. Oh no! Like to uh, like a Google the... map with pins, so you can just see if you're going to an area. If there is a coffee tour, yeah, it's like you know, just see where all the local coffee outsides are happening at. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's so. pretty. It's pretty neat. It's pretty crazy to see how many people are doing it. Yeah, we're you know. going to a wedding in North Carolina this weekend. Oh, cool. And I didn't even know what town it was yeah. until just, like, the other day. Uh-huh. And Googled it, and, like, you know, you fat finger the map, and you click on a pin. Sure. It was a bike shop. So, oh. like, they do, like, mountain bike rentals. And I'm like, wait, this is in the Pisgah Forest. I'm going, oh, like, that's so, cool. My wife doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to ditch out one of these and go mountain biking. That's cool. Yeah, so. one of uh, one of the guys here, Scott, who had um, Mega Bodega there yeah. in L.A., he, when that shop closed down, he went on a trip of Europe and he sent me a message and he was like, I ended up in Berlin <laughs> at a coffee outside. Yeah. And this guy Blue that, Thunder's you know, here comes Blue Thunder. Yeah. 
and Lucas is here that you know. I was oh, like, that just funny. blows me away that he's like on the other side of the world doing from the L.A. Yeah. And they're doing their own thing. And there's a guy I know that's hanging out that <laughs> happens to be there. In fact, uh, Barry, I think, was out there, too, because wow. I think Barry lives in that's Berlin crazy. now just or Germany. Like, that's funny. Yeah, it's a really weird thing. Like, just it's crazy to think, like, how small it made L.A., like yeah. you were saying. But then, you it, know? Like, shrinks but the then world. it's like shrunk the world, too. Yeah. It's totally bananas. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming over the fort. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. (laughs) Cool. We chatted more about the industry than Blue Thunder. No, that's (laughs) all right. We got got a jizz story. (laughs) That's right. That's that's how classic jizz story. uh, When I share this out, it's exclusive interview. Oh God! Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't make it. I just tested it. The jizz test. There is. I'm sure there is a picture somewhere of it on my ear, which is pretty funny. I wish I had that picture. That would be on my. Instagram every for every Thursday. <laughs> Throwback <at> Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening.